Oh, one more thing, and this is so important. Whenever we're not alone or I'm on the phone and I ask you something, doesn't matter what it is, you always say, I'm right on top of that, Rose. Okay? Okay. You're listening to The Skeleton Crew exclusively on HorrorBit.com and the Horrorphilia Podcast Network. All right, all you skeleton crew, thrill me, you sons of bitches. Big fan of your show. Me and the other guy who listens. Um, I think it's it's fantastic. This is Danny Trail, aka Machete. He don't text. He don't listen to the skeleton crew either. What's up, guys? Happy Fourth of July! It's the Skeleton Crew. We're bringing you a blast from the past, from 2018. This is a re- review of "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead," 1991. This is kind of like a horror movie. I always wanted to review it. It's not Freddy's Dead. <laughs> My name is Al, and I am joined by Jamie. What's up, Jamie? Hello. I am excited to be here. This is fun. This is this is really fun. Yeah, I've always wanted to talk about this movie, and now we have the forum to do it. And we are here with Dan Chase. What's up, Dan? What's up? The dishes are done, man. <laughs> and a special introduction for the guy who you haven't heard since September 3rd, 2016. In our show number 120.5, when we broke into our Phantasm retrospective to hurry up and review Rob Zombie's 31, JP from 22 Shots of Moods and Horror. JP, what's up, Justin? It feels so good to be back. I- I'm excited. I- I've been I've been missing recording with you, and, and I've never recorded with uh, Jamie and Dan, so this is pretty cool. I know, isn't that weird? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it is actually weird. Because I did do a Skeleton Crew episode, kind of, and and you guys weren't there. (laughs) Well, that always happens whenever we had anybody on the Skeleton Crew. Whatever, (laughs) I mean, people probably thought that I was just a big snob and I didn't, you know, want to record with them. Because it always happens. If you go back and listen to where we had guests on, most of the time I wasn't there. (laughs) I will not record with him. (laughs) <laughs> I had somebody recently hit me up and be like, are you and Dave Z the same person? I've never uh, heard you in the same room at the same time. I was like, no, there's definitely episodes, but it's few and far between. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, well, we're all together now. Uh, this is a great reason to get together. Uh, I believe we all grew up with this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When this came out, I was the age that she is in the movie. So, like, I this was... I was basically her. No, I mean, I wasn't her, but... <laughs> you were actually Christina Applegate back then? <laughs> Don't I wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I was 17 when this came out, so this was... I could relate right. what, um, to some of it. Not obviously, not all of it, but I never stuffed an old lady into a trunk. <laughs> I have, I was going to say, but we'll get into that later. Um, here, now, this is great timing. I wanted to do this timing. I wanted to do this in between season four and five because that's when it was filmed 
Ah, right. Wow. We're only four episodes into five, so I mean, it's we're still, this is exactly what Kelly Bundy looks like at this point of what we're doing. Hmm. That's what I was going to say. Like, she looks exactly the same. I, I thought it, yeah, it was, I was like, what year was this movie made? I knew it was in the 90s, but I knew it was like right around that time. Yeah. I had watched this movie a lot growing up. Hadn't seen it in quite a while, actually. Now, yeah, on this rewatch, but yeah, I, I watched this all the time. I was I was uh, born when it came out. Wow! Uh, but yeah, wow, same year. <laughs> same year. But I did watch it. Uh, Are you my kid? Big... <laughs> <laughs> you can totally be my kid. <laughs> Wait, uh, guys, now rehearse. Uh, okay, mommy. Okay. Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, it was a tape, and I remember, you know, being a, a horror fan and, and things like that. It had "Dead" in the title, and I thought it was a horror a horror film that we had in on tape. And you know, I watched it, and it wasn't, but I still still really liked it, um, and continued to watch it. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, yeah. Even sure. even the cover, JP, it looks like it. Yeah, you know, with their with their legs up and stuff like that. Like I always thought that it was like a horror comedy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it is there is some like spooky like <laughs> score going on when the the the, the babysitter's actually you know, yeah. find her dead. It's very uh, psycho esque. Yeah, I thought it was a sample, but I don't. Was it? You would know better than me. I focused pretty hard on it, and it was very. They just did an amazing job of like yeah, <laughs> ripping it off. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Starting to stink, Don. It's too soon. I didn't like you. Shut up. I'll be careful. I got her. No, I need my skateboard. Grab my foot. Sure, she's gonna fit? How the hell should I know? I've never done this before. Well, neither have I. I think we should measure her first. Attack off her head. Yeah. Uh, all right. Go get that uh, metal tape measure thing out of the garage. Would you stop ordering us around? You're not the babysitter. That's right, Kenny. The babysitter is dead. Now just do it. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, real quick zip through the cast. I uh, don't want to spend just so much to talk about. I don't want to spend too much time on this. But uh, Christina Applegate, that's why we're doing this. Kelly Bundy herself, her first lead role. Uh, she's 19 years old at this point, and she actually had to gain weight to uh, to play a teenager. Uh, believe it or not, she gained 10 pounds to play a 17 year old. So there's no thin teenagers, huh? I know, right? <laughs> Apparently not. And she lost all of it soon after to fill Mary with children again. So I don't even understand what that's all about. And like, it seems dangerous. It's like, why would you have to gain weight to look two years younger? I, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe her features were too sharp and they wanted to... Soften it? Uh, to soften her up, give her more of a baby face. Like... I mean, she I does know. look older, to be honest. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure it's makeup, too, and, and wardrobe and stuff, obviously. But I guess they were trying to make her look younger, though, right? Like, I don't know. It's, like, back and forth because she looks young. She, she's dressing up to look older. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, you know. Well, her her demeanor is also older. Well, yeah. she probably needed to gain weight to fill out those shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> the big poofy shoulder pads? Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Yeah, the styles in this movie, we'll definitely get into that at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the weird, the weird thing about this, and I had the same issue when it came out, is reconciling this character with the Kelly character because right. you're so used to seeing her as Kelly that – and, you, you know, you're used to seeing her being airheaded and and – you know, uh, Kelly. 
So it's kind of bizarre to see her in this situation looking the same Mm. because, you know, she's much more intelligent than she usually is so it's it's a complete opposite oh yeah and and i i feel like she probably intentionally went for a role like that something mature and intelligent and like a leader the fan like like a leader in the film Mm -hmm. to kind of so she didn't get like maybe typecast as uh you know ditzy (laughs) well believe it or not this movie was when they wrote the script it was intended for winona ryder and uh, Ed O'Neill actually handed uh, Christine Applegate the script. That's how she got it. She wasn't even oh, supposed what to. A nice do guy. It. <clears throat> yeah, I could totally see her in the uh, in the role though. Why no not? I can, but I'm glad hmm. that it's Christina. I, I think. Agreed. I think it really works better with her. I was never a big Winona Ryder fan anyway. Mm-hmm. She was okay, but I was not. That's better. Right. Yeah, plus she would have stolen from that clothing store they were in. That's yes, right, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to keep they wouldn't be able to keep anything and <laughs> she would have stolen all the petty cash and not given it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least this one tried to give it back. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I just want to say that I although, although like Kelly Bundy's so like embedded in my brain with the visual of her. For some reason, I still buy this character. Like, I think she's Sue Ellen Crandall every time I watch this. I don't think of her as Kelly Bundy. I mean, of course, it keeps popping in my head or whatever, but I really just go, I'm along for the ride. Like, she does a good job of taking you out of that, you know? I I would agree with that. And that's not always the case, too. Like, uh, in, in Anchorman, I can't, like, I can't not see her as Kelly Bundy. You know what I mean? Like, it's... it. It's a it's a distinct character in Anchorman, but I still can't differentiate like you know that character. But in this, I totally agree with you, without a doubt. Really good, good stuff. So, uh, jo- Joanna Cassidy is Rose. I'm right on top of that Rose. <laughs> John Getz is Gus. Oh God, Gus! He's so creepy. my God, dude. He's the like machis. Oh, he's just like. Ah. <laughs> Creep level through the roof. You yes. think he would survive two seconds of the Me Too movement? <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. This is a different time. He's such a creep. <laughs> Josh Charles is Brian, the annoying clown dog boy. <laughs> Keith Coogan, he's really cool. He's Kenny. Um, when he was trying out to get this job, he w- they weren't sure they wanted him because he was like 20 years old. So he wasn't really killing it at the audition. So then he came back in a stoner outfit with a wig on and he got the part that way. He was actually trying to play Brian in the beginning. And then uh, he went for Kenny. Thank God, right? Like how perfect. He seems like. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He is Kenny, you know. I I have a big problem with stoners in movies. Um, as you can tell, we've talked about this on the Friday the 13th Part 3 show. If anybody ever wants to go back to that, I have a huge problem with overacting and overdoing it. And I thought that right out of the gate, this guy played the perfect stoner. Right. Yeah, he was really good. It was authentic. It wasn't annoying. Right. He really looks the part. It was just so good. Okay, right. that guy with the – that fellows i swear that there are like two or three stoner guys that were in every movie around this time (laughs) yeah they they just kept popping up as stoner guys in movies you know 
There's the one that has really long red hair. He was in Point Break as a stoner, too. Okay, oh, there we go. Is that Thank what it you. Was? I was like, I know I've seen that guy as a stoner. Yep. Where was he? I didn't know if it was like Heather's. I don't know. I knew I've seen him somewhere. So thank you. I feel much better now because it was driving nuts. Yeah, he was under the blanket with the pot coming out of it. And then uh, the guy comes up and cuts his hair. Remember? All right. He cut my hair, man. <laughs> Keith Coogan comes. So he's in two movies where like the babysitter thing. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead and adventures in babysitting. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I actually compare these movies a lot. Um, if there were two movies to encompass nostalgia, it'd be these two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got Conceta Tomei as the mom who uh, did herself a disservice by lying about her age. Uh, uh, David Duchovny is the – he's sort of a dick in this movie and he's really annoying. He looks really young too. It's weird, right? <clears throat> Kimmy Robertson is the girl who was on Married with Children with that strange voice. She was the one who was helping Sue Ellen do the QED reports. <laughs> yep. She's got to be a uh, cartoon character voice oh, actress, right? Yeah, I, I definitely have heard her before. She has times. to be. Yeah. Uh, Jane Brooke is Carolyn, the girl who talks like she's chewing her face. Yeah. I, I, I hate <laughs> Carolyn. <laughs> she's the worst. Everybody knows somebody like her, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she did a good job of being who she is. Oh now. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when I was a little kid, I used to think like that was the quintessential villain. <laughs> the one thing that's always stuck out to me with her was when she says, "You are supposed to go to personnel." <laughs> there I is literally a sign knew, that like, says. <laughs> Personnel. She taps her head. Personnel. I I literally said that out loud while she was doing it because I remembered it so deeply. Yeah, you're right. It's 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 a highlight. It is definitely. (laughs) Etta Marin is Miss Sturak. Uh, She was actually not 200. Uh, She was 77 years old. (laughs) She. How long did she live after this movie? Not very long. I think (laughs) two days. I think she died uh, before they were done filming. She actually that was died. Actually her in the trunk. That was her in the trunk. They just figured, hey. Now she lived uh, seven more years, believe it or not. Wow. <clears throat> um, Robert Gorman is Walt. I know him from Leprechaun. Yes, and he's in um, Rookie of the Year as well. Cool. Daniel Harris is Melissa. Who's that? I don't know. That little girl <laughs> in the baseball outfit. No, we're just kidding. Obviously, we're big horror fans. She's a iconic horror character. She was in Halloween 4, 5. Laid to Rest 2. Yeah, Laid to Rest. <laughs> <laughs> see No Evil 2. Yeah, I was going to say See No Evil 2. <laughs> um, she was in ha- and Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2. And she's known for this. It says Don't Tell Mom, Halloween 4, Halloween 2, Rob Zombie, and The Boy Scout, The Last Boy Scout. So those are her oh. big four movies, I guess. Well, because even though she still works a lot, she mostly does cameos now. I mean, it's rare that you see her in an actual full role. She was obviously in the Hall- in the Rob Zombie Halloween films, and then she was in Stakeland. She had a, oh, yeah. a major role in Stakeland. But typically she'll show up like in, say, even as far back as like 98 with Urban Legend. She showed up. She just played a cameo. She was the goth chick, and then she got killed. Wow. So yeah. she – rarely 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 does full movies anymore it's weird that's so crazy you mentioned that jamie i just watched that last night urban legend yeah yeah 
Uh, she was in seven episodes of Roseanne. She was trying to date, uh, what's her name's boyfriend? Christopher P-E-T-T-I-E-T. Yeah. Maybe she's petite. I don't know. Or I think it's Pettit. Pettit. Oh, pff. let's just go with Pettit. Yeah, it sounds like a normal name. Like a dog, just Pettit. <laughs> Not a, like a little skinny boy. Christopher Petit. <laughs> <laughs> he also had to gain ten pounds. Ah. Ah. is Zach. He was also in Point Break. Yeah, and he died of an overdose. Really? Yeah. In the year yeah, two thousand. Wow. In the year 2000, he died of an overdose. Now, about this guy. Now, it's the year 2018. Did anybody else get serious fucking Skarsgård vibes from this kid? Yeah, Uh, you're right. The guy played It. Yeah. Oh. Literally, like, his eyes, everything about every feature this kid had reminded me of Skarsgård, without a doubt. Which one was he? He was Pennywise. No, the in, the, no <laughs> oh. in this movie. Oh, he Which was Zach, the guy who was trying to date that girl and bought her a diamond. Yeah, he oh, kind the, of, huh. the, yeah. the middle brother. Correct. Um, oh yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? So, uh, the weird thing about him is that uh, production it stopped towards the end, almost stopped towards the end of the shooting because of his drug addiction. Which was starting to get out of control, so the producers Wait, cut a few scenes to keep the film on schedule. He was like in this movie. Yeah, really. He was Jesus. Wow. He's a regular Feldman. Corey. <laughs> he's like, he's one of the Corys. Judging by the time, it had to have. Oh, uh, ninety-one. It could have been heroin. It was probably coke, though. Uh, wow. yeah. So th- this kid. Which makes sense. That that actually makes sense now because yeah. I was going to say earlier that like he felt like the weakest character. It's probably because all his scenes got cut. Yeah, yeah, that make that does make a lot of sense because they it it felt like they tried to put a lot of effort into him being this like ladies' man who right. and you know he was showering her with gifts and like his relationship with this girl it seemed like it should have been a bigger thing mm-hmm. because he's like all suddenly upset about it and yeah. you're over here like why should I care? We barely we saw her once, you know. Uh, so right. I wonder if that's why. That's interesting. Yeah. How old was he? I know, right? He was I don't born know. in 76. Six. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he was 14. Yeah. He looks younger. A regular day in Chase. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the same time. You're right, JP. Good call. <laughs> well, I guess uh, we can <clears throat> get into it, right? He's the last guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. So the mom's leaving for Australia for two months. Sue Ellen's with her friends in a clothing store, and you get a glimpse of her life before all these responsibilities. Like, she got to hang out with her friends. They went shopping. That She thought she was going to have some cool summer. She can do whatever she wants because the mom will be gone for that long, and she has free reign to do whatever. How does no one know that they're getting a babysitter till five minutes before the mom leaves? Like... <laughs> is that supposed to be like some hey great surprise to make all you guys pissed off right before i leave oh no I, maybe because she didn't want to fight with them because she knew how they would right you know, yeah. yeah yeah no i i think that the best answer and the most obvious answer is because this is the worst mother ever <laughs> literally worst mother of all time and we're gonna get into that but first of all who leaves their kids for two months first of all okay they don't even address the fact that the the where's the father i i guess we're all supposed to just assume they mentioned oh, they a oh, few times yeah i wish daddy was here she's like no you don't 
Okay. You know, they're like, you know, you don't or something like that. I <laughs> you know that's that. not true or something. When they say, and they say at one point, you know, let's call dad. And yeah, he doesn't call. care. Like, yeah. Clearly, yeah, it's not. A, let's it's not blackmail a dad. Would, would it ever be okay, though, to leave your five kids or five kids for two months? I mean, she they, like, okay, yeah, yes and no. The the one girl's seventeen. Right. I mean, that's that's nearly eighteen. You know, mm-hmm. I I mean, I can't say that that wouldn't happen in my family. You know, it, it maybe not. And honestly, like younger kids it. aren't that <laughs> right. that young. They're not like babies or something. Um, they still need watch, but and then you got. Uh, I assume that the brother Kenny has to be like seventeen or sixteen, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, it's not as bad as leaving like. Like children, children, home right? Alone, except for know? like the three younger ones, but with those two there, I mean, and and thank God we have some footage of the mom standing up. I mean, did she ever get off her back? Five kids, <laughs> right? In seventeen years, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. She's the worst mother ever. It's ridiculous. And Brian came walking into the room one point when at one point when I was watching this, and he goes, and it was toward the end when the mom was talking <laughs> to. <laughs> mom was talking to her in, in the kitchen and he's like he's just walking by he goes that is an unfortunate looking woman and <laughs> it's so true here's the amazing part how stupid she is she says because i i need a break in after 37 years honey you're 46 years old so are you trying to tell us that those kids made you look like that because right. i'm 39 and you look like you could be my mom <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, bite your tongue, lady. Like, <laughs> there is no way you're younger than me. Yeah, Thirty-seven, no. my ass. How yeah. old is uh, Walter? Like the youngest one, would you say? Um, ten. So she had five kids in like seven years or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a lot of wiggle room. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, God, did she ever stand up? <laughs> that's awful <laughs> yeah i mean i would even be afraid to let her go to australia for two months i mean what's she gonna do come back with a kangaroo in her pouch <laughs> and the house looks like it does like literally in the end sue ellen is a better mother than she is and and, oh, and, and God. Then, like a way better mother yeah like the kid asks uh, he goes to steal the money she goes just ask for it he goes okay can i have 10 little dollars she says no like, I, it's just, it's very odd. I don't know. <laughs> okay, she was gone for two months, um, or, well, she was supposed to be. Uh, what was it, one week shy of two months, yeah. actually? Um, and, yeah, worst mother ever. She came, came back looking like she literally just, like, fought a kangaroo. Like, that was <laughs> another thing. It was like, all right, like, we get it. She was in Australia. You don't need to, like, give her the hat and the whole getup. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't come back on. Good eye, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> right. Had some but... crocodile attached to <laughs> Exactly, yeah. This followed me home. <laughs> don't tell mom Steve Irwin's single. Yeah. But, um, but no, she – I honestly think that that with, with all the characters, like you said, Sue Ellen's a better mother. I honestly – really do enjoy the character development for for mostly everyone but we'll we'll get into that but mainly her and uh and what's his name what's her brother name? kenny brother kenny yeah so yeah kenny is a dirtbag he's like a metalhead he ignores the mom when he's he's leaving she says just take dishes out of a dishwasher apparently that's hard for these kids like <laughs> She she tells him to mow the lawn, but if if you look at the lawn, it's it's like dead. 
<laughs> There's yeah. nothing about. As yeah. a landscaper, that was the first thing I noticed. That's like, like, what lawn? <laughs> Mow the dirt. Plant the lawn, <laughs> she should be saying. Yeah. When Swellen pulls up, I like it when the two cars are in front of the house because you can see the complete difference between her friends and Kenny's friends. And yeah. it's like, that's why you don't get those types of chicks because you're a dirtbag and you hang out with dirtbags. So there's and that's the that's the early 90s in one frame, too. Oh, God. Oh, my yep. God. Great. Great. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Mr. Rack comes and... And Sue Ellen's very nice when she opens the door until she realizes she's like, what? What are you here for? And she just slams the door in her face and, and goes and yells at the mom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> kind of like that's, that's also like the character development of her, too, because she, she seems kind of snobby. She seems kind of like self-centered. She seems kind of, uh, you know, rude, shallow. And maybe spoiled, shallow, all this stuff at the beginning. And literally all of those things I just mentioned get taken away through time throughout the movie. Um, so yeah, that's why Dan says, you know, she has like the best character development because yep. she's losing the most bad attributes and gaining the most good ones by the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that we see her smoke a lot in the beginning. And then there is the time mm-hmm. in the office when David Duchovny comes into her office and she's on the phone and she's smoking, but don't we like, doesn't she just stop like throughout yes. the, the, I mean, toward the end of the film, I don't feel like we see her smoke anymore. She doesn't after the David mm. Duchovny. I'm almost positive. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because I noticed it was, you know, it was just part of her character and then whatever. And I, I remember her, I remember the David Duchovny scene. And then suddenly I was like, hey, <laughs> I haven't seen her do that in a while. You had the gram, the uh, old lady pull it out of her mouth and you had Gus light it at the lunch they went to. But that was about it. <laughs> Besides what you said. So, yeah. I yeah. think she kind of just like grew up with that too and just kind of bailed on it yeah i mean her her mom doesn't like care at all that she's smoking because she's like laying on the sunbathing smoking i don't mm-hmm. know if noticed right. that in front of her mom i know i noticed that so this lady comes off like she's nice oh yes dear I'll, i could take care of these kids blah blah and as soon as the mom leaves she blows this whistle little maggots now line up time to go over the rules excuse me are you serious you can't run a tight ship without rules now move jeez what's this lady's problem scared yeah look lady i don't know what your deal is but you're not here to order us around i've had about enough of your lip missy cooperate or i'll make your summer a living hell She interrupts Zach's date. She dresses Melissa up in a pink dress. Like, all these kids want to kill her at this point. Kenny... Uh, is never even home, and I'm gonna. I, he never meets her, right? I was I, I was noticing that while watching it. He never actually meets her, or, or knows there's a babysitter, does he? No, and you know what stuck out to me <clears throat> when he, yeah, he never. Apparently, he never knows there's a babysitter, but he doesn't seem. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? Because no one knew until she rang the doorbell. So he never even knew there was one. So the odd part is later on in the in the movie, he goes, she was a really great babysitter. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? It's like, what? <laughs> the, the best part is when she goes into his room, though. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's what ended up eventually being her demise. <laughs> Metal music. Yeah. That was so awesome. Yeah. So uh, it yeah, leads to a heart attack of some kind or whatever. So uh, this lady dies um and she even falls for forward and stuff um and lands i thought i was like wow she's doing stunt work this old lady but <laughs> like, i don't know how they even got that scene to happen but yeah so um swelling goes in there and you know stands up for herself and says listen we're not going to listen to you um you're not going to push us around this and that and then she well, dies really, all she says is the name tag is they just got to go <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Name tags. Who does that? It was kind of believable. You know how, like, sometimes you talk about, like, outlandish circumstances? Like, literally, honestly, think about it. A bunch of kids at home alone, and they're like, well... told you to talk to her. We didn't want you to send her to the glue factory. I didn't kill her, Zach. She died in her sleep. Probably choked on her whistle. She doesn't look dead. That's because it just happened. So you can't really tell. Like a MacGyver? Um... What should we do with her body? <sighs> call an ambulance? Call the cops? I don't know. I mean, they're going to come and get her. They're going to ask us a lot of questions. <laughs> They'll probably blame us. They'll definitely call mom. She'll blame us. Yeah, she'll hop the next flight home, and then she'll be in our faces. I don't want mom to come home. I don't either. Like, yeah, me neither. Like, to me, that is kind of logical. Like, I, I'd find a way to... You would dump an old lady in a... I don't know if I would dump her, but I guess, like, how could you... How could you ha- maybe just drive her to like a place like a park and say, "Hey, this old lady just collapsed." <laughs> just just take her out to her car and say, "Like, hey, there's an old lady in a car out in front of a, out in our driveway." Something like that, just so she they don't dead. call my mom. You know? Yeah. So I I would try to do the same thing in in a sense. There's no money in the envelope that the mom left them, which is a big plot point of the whole movie. Um, I guess the old lady took it and put it on her person. And then when they stuffed her and dumped she her, she seems like the type. Yeah. Wouldn't you have frisked the body before you stuffed it in the trunk? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've never I heard that of old body in the trunk before. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. I wouldn't have thought she had taken my money necessarily, but I know she damn well wouldn't need hers. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're rolling the babysitter. <laughs> exactly. Good point. And, and forget about Peg. Uh, Sue Ellen's the new U-turn queen. <laughs> did you see the U-turn she did when they realized that they had no money? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. That was wild, man. What, what do you think of their house real quick? Like that whole setting? I think it's amazing. It's a nice house. It is, right? And it's amazing how it's so disgusting. And it's like the perfect <laughs> conversion house, you know? It's perfect for that disgusting trashy look that could be converted into what it becomes later well that's actually my biggest problem with the movie though do you guys know where i'm headed with this that they did all that they did in like five days did you see them scrubbing the pool come on yeah and painting Painting. outside of the house like it was revenge of the nerds or something out of here they're they're like sanding down all the the post (laughs) but and not only that but I mean, like they don't have money at this point either. Exactly. Right? They just right. have paint. 
on hand from when their dad used to live there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know Kenny's not out there painting. The mom doesn't look like she's doing much. <laughs> yeah, the dad's <laughs> not coming back to get the paint. <laughs> well, I yeah. wanted to know, like, I get that, you know, we see, we, we see where they get the ice sculptor, sculpture from. Where did they get all the sound equipment and the stage equipment and all the stuff like that? Because she had used all the petty cash money. Yeah. So... Right. Um, I'm over here going, where did you, you know, like I get, you know, you have enough people helping and the idea is that enough, if enough people are helping you out, you can get a lot done in a short period of time. Right. We see those montages in movies all the time, yep. Yep. but some of this stuff that they did requires a lot of money and they did not have that. So, or, or an explanation, like you said, they could have easily just given that to the stoner friends and like, cause they're also metalheads. They could have been in a band or something and they brought it. Right. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Damn. Wow, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Literally. Someone's in a band. There you go. That was easy, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, no, um, because he, <laughs> he, he he tells him thanks for, for helping out or whatever. And I'm like, what yeah, do yeah. you do besides TP no, David Duchovny's car? Like, they didn't really do anything. That's a lot. <laughs> I thought Kenny's room it happen. looked yep. very realistic to rooms that I've been in in, in my teens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. It looks exactly like <laughs> like I had this one friend named Dean and, and his room was like always trapped and he had all those like posters like mushrooms yep. and, and, and chicks and stuff and <laughs> and uh music, like all, he's rolling to music, so like all that stuff. Yeah, it, it reminded me just just like that. Yeah, I, I loved it. It's a great setting, great backdrop to everything, and it's it's very uh, a cozy place. Although it's so dirty right. and scuzzy, it's also familiar or something like that. I've, the, one thing that I also will will add here is that the chemistry between all the kids is oh really good. They they feel like siblings. Yeah, yes. they really do. I told JP, I'm glad you brought that up because I I've been watching a lot of movies lately with family dynamics, and it's it's glaringly obvious when you don't get it right. Um, but with this, it seemed like from the jump, like you just totally bought all these kids as a family, you know, because all the smaller kids, like even Daniel Harris doesn't have that many lines in it mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, obviously less for uh, even Skarsgård, but I'm just saying <laughs> it's like they all kind of flowed perfectly. So I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, talking about the house, though, it reminded me of like the Shameless House. Did it not? Anybody yeah, watch that show? a little bit. Yep. It was kind of that vibe, too. But um, yeah, it, yeah, we'll get into this a little later. But yeah, yeah, everything feels very lived in. I really I really like it. Um, so they do a Bundy joke in here when they talk about all the food's gone. Somebody says we could eat Elvis, and Elvis gets up and walks away. Just it's very Buck esque. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so yep. that's that's a cool little nod, maybe. <clears throat> so yeah. And that house got really dirty really quick. Oh yeah, dude. Can I just add that? Like it was like day one, the countertop was just a mess. But like. Well, yeah. I think it was pretty dirty before she even left. And <laughs> I'm saying the worst. Yeah. If you looked yeah. at like there was stuff stacked up on the front porch, like all everything was all peeling and nasty. There was a lot when the baby when we got that overhead shot of the staircase when she went to answer the door. Oh, there's newspapers. The all newspapers. Over. Stuff like all down the stairs, you know. So clearly, this stuff was out of control beforehand. But like I said, <laughs> it's mom. that I like it because it is realistic because. Typically in in movies, no matter what's going on in people's lives, somehow their houses are spotless. Right. <laughs> and it's like, wow, you have like – and it doesn't kids. matter what the movie's about, <laughs> you know, but it's – you know, you've got all this going on, whatever's happening in the movie. 
in your life and yet nothing is out of place and everything is dust free and it just it doesn't feel normal it doesn't feel right you know because there are times in everyone's lives when You've got, I don't know, say, for instance, you're working three jobs and you come home and you just stack stuff on the counter for, you know, so for like a week, stuff just piles up. And then, you know, you eventually you get a really rare day off after, say, oh, I don't know, 41 days. And then you um, sounds very uh, I yeah, it's very specific. True to life. It? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like you're ranting here. <laughs> I still haven't even unpacked from Minnesota. That was like two months ago. <laughs> No, but I completely know what you mean. You you get that day off and then you just clean like crazy. And then a week yeah. later, it's just like you feel suffocated. You're like, oh, my. How did I let this happen again? Right. And you realize it's because you're so damn tired. You don't feel like doing anything. <laughs> yep. Well, somebody has to do something. One of them have to get a job because they have no money. So they flip a pizza. Turns out Swellen has to work. And what's weird is. The first thing she says is, it's okay, I'll get a job in a clothing store. They'll, they'll die to hire me because I guess she's, like, fashionable. Um, and the first thing you see her doing is working in Clown Dog. <laughs> like yeah, It literally <laughs> cuts right to it. Right. And it's like, shouldn't you? we have a scene in the middle here where they say, I'm sorry, there's just nothing or blah, blah, blah. You know, there's, there's nothing that shows us why she didn't get a cool job. And she's get this this scummy job, like scrubbing buckets of fat and grease out of vats. Because then you couldn't do the montage later, where she circles all the things <laughs> on the newspaper. Montage. <laughs> you know what's weird too? I um no, just by coincidence, I actually ate a uh, Celeste pizza earlier in the day before watching this movie. <laughs> Dude, I believe but, you because you mentioned that in one of our shows like five years ago. And you, and you want it's to know the best thing about that is I don't even like Celeste pizzas. That <laughs> but you've been eating them throughout our whole podcasting career. I still eat them. It'd only be more believable if it was mac and cheese. Oh, no, I I had that yesterday too. That was oh that God. was. <laughs> Yep. Are you Kenny? Are you are you Johnny <laughs> jo, uh, Johnny Lawrence from uh, Cobra Kai? <laughs> I wish. Oh man, I wish. <laughs> if, if this was three years ago, I would have said no way. But in 2018, yeah, I'd love to trade places with them. Um, so she's in Clown Dog, and this weird guy is their boss, and he says, "Hey, do that with a smile." And then he like tells her to take a squeegee and scrub off spitballs. And oh. It's like it's probably sure. Right? Yeah. Remember that episode? Yeah, right. And he's burger <laughs> track or something. Yeah. Um, but no, man, that I remember being a kid and seeing that guy and he always just like weirded me out. I was like, mm. I feel like this guy's the guy that would tell me to get in his van for some candy or something. You know? Dude, he's definitely a child molester. You know that. I love that sad, that sad look when she walks out and he's like, oh. Yeah. yeah. I would have been like, I am out, dude. Like, no. No, yeah, take off these this stupid outfit too. I just I you get the idea that Josh Charles is a lot more mature in that respect. You know, he's a hardworking kid. Oh, Brian, you know, yeah, he's, yeah, Brian. Sorry, yes, he's he's a hardworking kid. Do you see him responding to like if you worked with her for a day and then she was just she just walked out and. I mean, would you then respond to that if she got in touch with you later? Or do you think it's because she's yes, just so hot? She's that... hot. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, guys are very simple. <laughs> okay. Super easy. Yep. That does not even come into play. <laughs> I would not even wonder. I'd forget that she didn't work there. I'd forget everything about it except for what she looked like. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, and, and let's fix it because there was a couple jokes uh, made at the expense of that, but really it was just to set up her relationship with with Brian for the rest of the movie. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. – and, and I mean, obviously, it came back uh, into play with with the truck and all that, and and the no food situation and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I honestly thought though that um, there could have been a lot more comedy to be had with the whole clown dog scenario. Like I thought it was going to be brought yeah. up. Lard is my life. Yeah, but but do you know what do you know what it is now though too? I realized about uh, when I rewatched this movie is the pacing is very well done this movie moves along very well even with the babysitter like for, for a movie that's called don't tell mom the babysitter's dead she dies and they get rid of her pretty damn quick <laughs> i know she's like you know dead in saying? seven minutes right like it, it, this movie moves along and i it's it's weird because it seems like the the you know obviously we we watch a lot of movies guys and you just pick up on things like that and um and you know as a kid i didn't notice it but seeing a lot of movies do it the wrong way um you look at a movie like this and they really nailed it how about this you know it, it is the title babysitter is in there and it's like do you guys wish that we had more time with it like would you have wanted 20 minutes of torture or do you feel feel that whatever you know she wasn't a nightmare from hell i mean it looked like she was going to be and stuff like that but she just had a kid do a report she she interrupted a date and then dressed up a girl i mean that's pretty bad but i'm saying like do you guys wish it was like 20 minutes of an absolute nightmare or are you glad that because there's would you rather spend time with sue ellen's arc yeah i mean i think we got enough to get the idea right I thought the death was going to be a little bit more elaborate. Well, it was supposed to be originally. The way they were going to do that is they were going to play out a few more things and give everyone a motive to kill her. And <laughs> and that's why everyone that's got dark. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And then so everyone would be suspect and they were going to have a whole kind of thing about that. But then they just said, eh, now let's just move on. It's way more tongue in cheek. The whole babysitter right. dying thing, even at the end, right? Where the tombstone stuff like they, they right. know it's silly and yeah. they just kind of rolled with it. That's true. Good point. Yep. So uh, she quits and she goes, copies a resume out of a resume book. She heads over to Gaw, G-A-W, uh, to meet the receptionist from hell. Um, excuse me. I'm applying for the receptionist position. Hold. Reception. Well, I can't right now. I have to stay and redirect all the incompetents who are coming up here instead of going straight down to personnel like they are supposed to. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'll be right there. You'll have about 12 seconds. You are supposed to go down to personnel. That is on the first floor. There is a great big sign that says personnel. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> right away, it's like, okay. That chick would be terrible customer service. There's no way oh, she would keep right? her job. Like I work in customer service and <laughs> and wow. I got a question for you guys. Have you guys ever lied on a resume like she did? Yep. 
quick answer. Well, you got to do things that they can't really f- find out. Like who's gonna or or you know, I used to like. Um, remember companies that went out of business or whatever and then just write them in there so they can never actually check with them yep. and you know what i did exactly what she did where she just took someone else's mm-hmm. uh my friend kyle who used to podcast with us he gave me his resume and like <laughs> it, it's like expert malware remover i don't even know how to do any of that. I, I just put it i was just like yep yep you're like oh good we need a guy who could do this here yeah, yeah. It's, it's also how you word things uh, here's a fun little fact too my girlfriend loves this movie so much that on all her resumes she writes the hub of communication yeah, the hub <laughs> I love how Swellen's the hub the and hub then she said I can't be your hub <laughs> that was so funny so uh, just by chance Swellen bumps into the the greatest boss on earth Rose mm. She's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. God. She's so cool, man. Everything just works out so perfect for Swellen, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, with, like, everything just felt like, like, she she gets almost caught so many times. And then the lady's like, <gasps> wow, you're genius. Yeah. <laughs> Is that believable, though? Like, okay, if you okay, think about this. Yeah, though, you know but- what? I think it's a case, too, of that she just likes her. Like, right. the, like this Rose right. just likes her. And she's just like, she's not going to look at it negatively. Right. right away, you know, like when, whenever she gets caught doing something, uh, like the when she was getting the chick with the weird voice to do all the right, whatever the hell that stuff was, uh, to you know the TPS report. I mean the QED report. <laughs> yeah, what, what is that? A, what is that? Is is it just like some movie thing, or is that like does that mean something? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, quality. Yep, I don't know. <laughs> The receptionist, Carolyn, is supposed to progress to have the part Suellen got, the executive administrative assistant, and Suellen was going to take that job. But, you know, Rose just put a hole into that, got her in. I think it was really like she just didn't like that other girl and and like – was just so willing to take anything besides her, you know, and she just like kind of. Yeah, that's who. Th- think about this. Swellen saved her from having to work with Carolyn, so she's not going to be mean or or want to see her in a negative view, you know. Like she wants to like Swellen. She's easy to like. She's cool, and she's and she's not a bad person by any means in this movie. Too Rose. So yeah, th- th- she'll definitely give her a pass and see the brighter side of whatever, see the silver lining in anything. Yeah. And guys, the QED manifesto was a proposal for a computer-based database of all mathematical knowledge strictly formalized with all proofs having been checked automatically. It stands for Quad ERAT Demonstrate. Yeah, yeah, which was to be demonstrated. Oh, yeah, I was very close. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let me me ask you this real quick. So have you, you guys ever been in her situation where you get a job and like maybe it was like minimal training or you got it like by luck and then just didn't really know what to do at all and you just kind of wing it? Right. My job now. I'm doing that now. Right? Yeah, me too. I'm doing that now. Yeah. I got shoved into a management position and was like, okay. Is that my desk? 
it's crazy though right like yeah it's so like it, it it's very like there's a lot of pressure involved with that but at the same time i feel like that's really the only way to really learn something when you're like really thrown into it where it may suck in the beginning but you just kind of adapt and that's kind of like this whole movie right like with with the okay like we need money like it's it's really a great story in terms of just growing up like we have to do this because we have no choice do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they have no choice and they have to get it done. Hence the maturity and the character development. Like, that's why I love this movie so much. And we'll get into the character development later. But I'm just saying, like, as as a movie as a whole, like, it's just very um, it's very on the surface. It's but it's very, like, true to life. Oh, that's why it's so good. I always put myself in in her place and try to try to wonder if I could fake all of that stuff and I'm just like oh my god yeah, that, that's that's a little weird to fake that type of stuff, you know, and I'm sure they right. pumped it up for movies or whatever. But oftentimes, though, man, like just because somebody has this big fancy job thing or whatever, like sometimes they're not really doing anything super crazy. No. They probably just well, do yeah. like accounting or something. You know I, what mean, I, mean? Yeah. I have had numerous jobs where in the past and including the one I'm doing now frequently, uh, you know, you start out not knowing anything. Right. And the what I would always do is I would go I would go back and I would find something that was previously done. Right. And I would try to figure it out, you know backwards right you know yes. <laughs> like right. okay if this is the conclusion that we came to how did we reach that conclusion and you just kind of work it out but now the problem with that is that you don't have a lot of time right to mm-hmm. do that and that can take time so like if the other girl hadn't come along to do the qed report she would have been screwed oh right. yeah what would happen like i, I always wonder like that like even her faxing that thing i'm like why didn't you just walk over and say oh wow this fax machine is very different from the one i used to use can you show me how to use this one instead of just putting yeah. the paper and pressing <laughs> buttons like right. what is happening what do you think is happening here you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what that would not be totally unbelievable because fax machines can be very different yeah. you know <laughs> Some of them go face up. Yep. Some of them go face down. Some, I mean, some of them you have to put the number in first. Some of them you don't right. put the number until after you put the paper in. I mean, it just, yeah. um, you know, that would be. Some scary. of them you accidentally hit copy and then a million papers start <laughs> getting out. And you have to catch them all as they're flying in the air. Yep. Or you walk away and come back and there's just an entire ream of paper on the floor. <laughs> and sometimes you just got to uh, play some gangster music, bring it out into a field and beat it with a baseball bat. Oh, <laughs> talking about that the other day because i heard my my boss was in the was in the front of the office the other day and she's like hey, what are you talking about there is no paper jam and i cracked up there's no paper how can it jam <laughs> so she's making uh what was it thirty seven thousand five hundred dollars which is today seventy five thousand dollars a year jamie that's double Yep, it's always double in, in 19- <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's act- I, I have 68,000 because you know how I used to do that. So uh, <laughs> I have 68,000 here, but... Oh, that's weird because we were doing it and it was always double in 89. Yeah, but that was also in the... Eight, like. Uh... No, no, I mean like recently we, we were doing it. Oh, you guys were doing it too. Yeah. <laughs> and it was always... In 89, it was double. I guess it, it maybe in 90, it just isn't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, well, because... And JP, I started doing that when I came on the show. But, and it was because that's something I do anyway. Like whenever I'm yeah. watching... <laughs> whenever I'm watching movies, I, I constantly do that. Just saying like, really? What would that be now? Oh, you want yeah. that? What would that be now? I you do know? it too, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> and, like Marion Crane ran away with $8,000. What's that going to Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah, that's, that's exactly. vital information, right? Because <laughs> like, like $8,000 seems like stupid to me to risk something like that, you know? Right. But, right. <laughs> yeah, it puts things into it puts you know carry the one and then all of a sudden it's like different story. <laughs> yeah, it's like right. oh yes, I would totally do that. Yeah, um, <laughs> but Wait, that's a, that's a, that's a great salary for a seventeen year old. Absolutely. Really is. Are you kidding me? That would be a great salary for me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So we meet Gus now. Um, Gus immediately oh, sends out the creeper vibes, like the way he looks at Sue Allen, like. Why instantly he's doing this? Um, now Gus is forty-five years old. Swellen is nineteen, 17s. but she's yeah, but she's playing yeah, she's she's playing a seventeen-year-old. She is nineteen, and she is pretending to be twenty-seven. So if <laughs> if you go with that, Gus is still hitting on a chick who's like eighteen years younger than him. Now, yeah. do you guys think that she could pass as twenty-seven? I guess i mean some people look yeah honestly i yeah. mean i listen i this girl that i i worked with when i first started the job i'm at now i swore you know and i, I was 22 when i started that job i swore she was my age she was closer <laughs> to 40 i i i yeah i thought her this dude came in i thought it was her boyfriend it was her 17 year old son Oh so my god! Weird. Yeah, yeah, that's so super weird. young looking. I, I, I mean, nobody ever believes I'm as old as I am, ever. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I'll be if I'm talking to a customer, I'll say, you know, I'll say something like, "Oh, well, I remember that," and they're like, "Yeah, right, you can't remember that. That was before you were born." And I'm like, uh, "Actually, I was 11." I'm like, yeah. "You'd be surprised." <laughs> and then it's always like, when, this one woman I was starting a new job. And, and she's like, ha, and, she, and I guess I said something and she's like, how old are you? And I said, 43. And she goes, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like really loud. And <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I, you don't really look 43. Cause well, think about it. Like Rose is 46 in this movie and she looks older than you like by I yeah. think so too. I mean, like yeah. I, I look at yeah. this, and also the guy. Um, oh shoot, you just said his name. What's Gus. His name? Gus. Yeah, like you couldn't date Gus. That's weird. The, no, the sounds that him, dude makes. <laughs> I oh, look at him, and I think you know it's weird because when I was watching this, obviously when I watched it back then, and man, you know, and then closer to that time, it seemed I was more in line with Christina Applegate. But like yeah, I'm right. watching this now, and, and I was. Were those people now? Gus is a guy that I could date. Right. And he seems <laughs> please so... Don't. No, no, yeah, no, please no. don't. No, no, no. don't. But he, he seems so, like, just old and, and yeah. gross. And and it's not like I'm saying his age is old, because clearly it's not. It's it's in line with me. But then I look at Rose, and I think, God, she feels older than me, too. Right. It's, it's really strange. 
By the way, uh, you're the only woman that Gus wants to hear music with, Jamie, just so you know. <laughs> I feel like every creepy joke Gus made, though, was all worth it. Like, it all oh, paid yeah. off just because of that one scene when it shows his face and he hears she's 17. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's like the quickest look, and it's just so, like, to me, that was the funniest thing. He gets so sketched out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm Rose Lindsay, Senior Vice President of Operations. Hi. And when Beatrice from Personnel calls, she's a really pushy broad. Just tell her I hired you and find out about your medical benefits and pension plan. Oh, one more thing, and this is so important. Whenever we're not alone or I'm on the phone and I ask you something, doesn't matter what it is, you always say, I'm right on top of that, Rose. Okay? Okay. Welcome aboard, sweetie. Thank you. They take the kids to like a Chuck E. Cheese type place, talk about how this is all going to go down, how much money she's making and all that. And meanwhile, drag queens are outside stealing Mrs. Sturak's car. What do they call them? Should somebody said Liza Queen, Minnelli? He says, oh, Liza, because Liza was driving. But he's like, what are you queens doing? <laughs> I don't get it. What does it mean Liza was driving? Liza Minnelli. The the drag queen that was driving was dressed like Liza Minnelli. It was like oh. a Liza Minnelli impersonator. I don't know who she is or what she does, but she's famous for something. I don't know. That was one she of those. Is Judy Garland's daughter, for one, <laughs> and uh, she was she's a singer. Oh, a singer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I never I never heard of a song from Liza Minnelli, but that was one of the things that you know when you're a kid and you watch something and you like never understand it. That was one of those things forever right. that I didn't understand. And the I, cucumber thing. I didn't understand that either. What does she mean? You do now, though, right? You know, under 25, <laughs> over 25 has a cucumber in her house. Why don't you go on home and have a glass of wine and put some cucumber slices on your eyes? You'll feel much better. Well, I'm all out of cucumbers. I'll sue Ellen. Every girl over 25 should have a cucumber in their house. I didn't know if that was like a masturbation joke. It might have been. Oh, yeah, really? Because I thought it just no, meant, it like, is. everybody does the eye, eye cucumber thing. Right. Yeah, really? So that's a, So that's a masturbation joke. Yeah. Well, you know uh. what? You know what? Is, that's where I, that's what I got from. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> well, she could have been saying every woman over 25 has bags under her eyes, so she has to do this. Yes, yeah, she could that's have. That's what I thought. I think it I was like a double entendre. Though. Right, me too. That's why I, I think it yeah, was actually. Yeah, because she does kind of say it like, like. Oh, know. so Ellen, every yeah. every woman over twenty five should have a cucumber in the house. <laughs> well, one thing though, like I and not that it like took me out of the movie or whatever, but I did ask like why, why, why drag queens? It's kind of odd, right? Like they, like, and he says that line, and it's kind of funny or whatever. But I didn't really understand why they had to like that. That seems like it would it would happen more in Adventures and Babysitting than this movie. Yeah, I mean, they could easily have just walked outside, and the car could have been gone. Totally. Yeah, I think they wanted to add some humor to the the scene instead of just having like evil looking right. middle aged guys stealing your car. Like, let's have drag queens steal, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Swell calls the clown dog bozo to pick them up, and um, I, you know, it's one of those technicality things. How would she have his phone number? Did she call information and just get the number to clown dog, and he was there? God only knows. But somehow- she probably had the number to clown dog, though, right? 
You that's what I was thinking. She called Clown Dog because he clearly was coming from work. Right. But I think he just drives that thing. I don't think he has a normal car. Does, I was going to say, have the he uniform ever not coming right? from work? Does he ever not work? I mean, have we ever seen him in anything besides well, that? Well, because he, he closed with her. He closed with her that one night, and then clearly he works the lunch shift because his, you know, he takes lunch staff, to his sister. So yeah, is this guy there 24 hours a day? <laughs> oh, and and by the way, does his sister there eat clown dog every day? <laughs> like, she really? She eats clown dogs every day. <laughs> right? I would, yeah, I could go for a chili dog every day, really. <laughs> oh, that chili look Did They make that chili look so gross. Oh. I don't even oh. like chili, but they make it look really gross. I agree. And they make her scrubbing the oh. things oh. gross, too. Like, really so I just gagged. Yeah, Ugh. it was. Really and then oh man, it was flash, that flashed back to my <laughs> dishwashing days at oh, God. the Coney, which was actually my third job that I got rid of. But the, the <laughs> I but yeah, it the, because it was a Coney, which is like chili dogs, and I'd have to clean out the chili vats and the cheese vats, and <laughs> it was so nasty. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, I guess the food's good. I mean, well, here's a weird thing. Like, Brian's like, uh, you know, the kids are screaming because there's like a, a, a snowball, which is like, uh, I don't know if anybody knows this. It's like a cupcake with a, a marshmallow coating and coconut on it. I know. Yeah, I used to love those when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that was in the house. They said there's nothing in that house to eat. So they're screaming and things are breaking. So he gives her leftover clown dog food from deliveries. Like, what does that mean? Like some people didn't answer their door when you were delivering the food. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. What does that mean? Leftover food? Like that's a thing. Like, Oh, every night we just have the only place, the only way that would work is if there was leftover that you didn't sell when you were actually at the place, then you give that away to employees, but it wouldn't be sitting in the truck. Like we would have people who would order carry out and not come pick it up. Mm -hmm. That happens all the time. But not delivery. Not delivery. I mean, what that that's so bizarre. And he had two big bags of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like Dunkin' Donuts, especially. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. how many times do they throw those out or just take them home or whatever? So if he was getting off of work, then, <laughs> right? Do you know what I'm I saying? had this friend, yeah, when I was in high school, my best friend worked at Dunkin' right. Donuts. Yeah. And she one time brought home two huge <laughs> garbage bags yes. I mean, like those industrial garbage bags yep. full of donuts yep and just and yep. her boyfriend made her do it he was like Bring you got them all like home. Fu- you got like one hour to eat them <laughs> but, well, see, that's, that's the thing is she brought home all these donuts and her for her boyfriend and he was eating them but they don't they don't last that long right. you know they're yeah, so bad. Right. away so he um at least they're already in garbage bags he kept eating them, and like a week later, he's still eating out of this garbage bag of donuts. And I'm like, oh. you're being really disgusting right now. Mm. And then I, I was sitting there, and he ate one. It was like a blueberry thing, and he's like – and then he spat it out, and he's like, okay, got to get rid of these. That was hot. Okay. Yeah, he was like, wait, that wasn't blueberry. Oh, <laughs> that was mold. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I understand bringing home some donuts, but right. two huge garbage yeah. bags? Really? <laughs> Who's going to eat that? Yeah, just because you can eat 50 donuts doesn't mean you should. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's really weird so so brian asks her on a date which is ballsy um but she says yes uh she wakes up at five thirty in the morning now and it's like yeah welcome to my summer swell that's what i did also what did you guys think about that date though um at the on the beach like when he's talking about um you know making a decision and then having to follow through with it like i think that was pretty cool like it, they didn't dive too much into it 
mm-hmm. in terms of like you know overall arcs of the movie or anything. But I I like that little tidbit that he gave. But um, I also I also couldn't get past the fact that like I don't know if anybody's ever been to a beach before, but you can't drive your trucks on the sand like that, especially <laughs> that clown dog truck. That thing would have got stuck. Did anybody notice this? Uh, like, that thing is right on the beach, dude. There's no way you're getting that off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that is weird. I didn't even realize that, but I didn't realize it either until <laughs> real time. Yeah. But uh, Swell learns that Brian is the brother of the receptionist. Small world, huh? I mean, like that's one of those things where it's like, okay, this is really. But, but you know what? You think that, but how often has something like that happened to you? Right. Where, where totally. like, it actually is more common than you think. Like I, you know, for example, work with somebody who I found out is, you know, went to school with my whatever, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's, it, it happens more often than not. It actually, I'm trying to think of an example because there was something like this that just happened. I can't remember right now, yeah. but it actually does happen. Oh yeah. But, and while that is common, though, the, what isn't common is having the name Sue Ellen. And that's my biggest problem with yeah, that. Right? Oh, yeah. You when see what I'm saying? I hate that they don't say – that they don't bring it up. Like that yeah, he's not like, too. hey, I'm dating a girl named Sue Ellen. You know? Yeah. She's like, like, can I help you, Sue Ellen? Oh, that's her name. You yeah. Know? Yeah, how weird. that The girl I'm talking about is named Sue Ellen. Really? What does she look like? Well, she has blonde I hair. I literally know zero Sue Ellens. I don't know any. Right. No. No, I don't think I I've this ever one knew and... one, heard one, or like I don't think anybody <laughs> in another movie's name is Suellen. Suellen Ewing from Dallas is the only other Suellen I know. <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> there's there's Jamie's one quota Dallas drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she always mentions Dallas. <laughs> I do not. Do I really? <laughs> uh, enough. Oh my god, I'm old. <laughs> that of the glow girls or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> farmer's daughter. So we we meet the chick from He Ain't Much But He's Mine episode of Married with Children with the strange voice. I mean, that voice is wild, man. So she get now she's a secretary for for the sales department, and Swell gives her the QED report, and she thanks her. She's like, oh, thank you. Like, if somebody handed you that, would you be thanking them? Or would you be saying, well, it's not really my job, Swell, but, uh, yeah. Thanks, anyway. Yeah. I actually, I actually know people like that, though, that do enjoy certain, like, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not that person. <laughs> yeah, I, I do know people. But here, here's my biggest problem with that whole thing, though. Um, sorry, we're skipping ahead a little bit, but when she comes back to bring, to bring those QED reports, right? Okay, so the setup of that office, her office is right there on the right, I believe it is, right? Uh, the the little mousy chicks right there, yeah. right? You can't tell me that she doesn't know that chick's a bitch. Like she I was thinking the same them. thing. I right? was thinking the same thing. You know everyone in that office knows how she is. Right. Right, like, yeah. And no she way. would and she knew for a fact that she was up for that position because she also put in her application. But it wasn't good position. enough. Yep. So she knew that she she had to know she had it that Carolyn had it in for Sue Ellen. Well, she is gullible enough to do all Sue Ellen's work, so (laughs) Yeah, maybe she's a super gullible. I do wish at the end Sue Ellen had said, you know, no, thank you, but you know who really would be good at that job? She should Kimmy Roberts. Dude, that's the one missing link. Wow. 
Yeah, you're wow. right. That would have added a lot too. But that was always the vibe that I got from it too, where um, even though Suone was new to this job, she was kind of trying to kiss her ass and try and put herself in a position, to, uh, in like a better position by doing those reports. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you think so? Yeah, I really do because hmm. I, I, I think that she was just probably a nice person and and she would never even be considered to even uh, handle something like that. So the fact that they kind of let her into that circle, right. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, it wasn't trust. It was desperation. <laughs> totally. But she doesn't know that. Nope. Hello? Hi, how's it going? What do you mean? You know, how are you? Are the kids okay? No, I smeared them with honey and I tied them to a red ant did you get some money? Hey, who are you? Where's that other broad, uh, Mona? Um, not yet. There's a problem. Why? would they do? Fire you? Uh, I'm Sue Ellen. I work for Rose. Can I help you? Yeah, I need a copy of the Bob's Big Boy account figures. Swell, what are you gonna do? This clown dog shit's gone, man. Look, what do you want me to do? We have a receding profit margin. Yo, Gidget, could you get on it? I can't right now. I'm on an important phone call. Swell, if you didn't get the money, then why the hell did you call? Hey, look, I don't have all day. Kenny, hold on. What is your name and what do you do here? I'm Bruce. I'm head inventory clerk. Why? Well, Bruce, I'm an executive level administrative assistant. And when I get those figures ready, I'll give you a buzz and you can run on up here and fetch them, all right? Yeah, sure. Sorry. It's okay. Look, I just called to say hi. Aren't you busy in your career? I'm in between important meetings. I'm so sorry I disturbed you, Kenny. Well, you did. We're busy. Fine. Screw you. Up yours! So uh, I was really proud of how Swellen um, totally put X-Files dude in his place, man. Like, he comes in there, and he's like, hey, hey, sweetie, blah, blah, come on, where's my... And it's like, asswipe, do you see that I'm on the phone? Like, you don't know who... I could be talking (laughs) to the president of, you know... The company. Yeah, right. You don't know who I'm talking to. And you're sitting here telling me to, to hurry it up. And she's like, what is your name and what do you do here? <laughs> like, I love that she did that to him. And then he does that thing with his yep. neck. And then he cracks his neck. And then he, he... Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and to me, okay, so there's two different ways you can go with this. To me, that was just like typical, like how quickly people settle into their jobs, right? Because that's how I kind of feel too. Like you're very like kind of like Sue Ellen going up to the, the other girl and she's rude to her. Um, she kind of did the same thing to him, meaning like that's how quickly she settled in and she feels comfortable or whatever. But the same thing kind of happened, which it was funnier when I think when Kenny did it, when she comes home and he's like, I've been cooking all day. It feels so genuine. Like it doesn't I, even feel like it's supposed, right. like he's like, it's not a joke to them. Like they never even look at each other like, oh, like, you know, it's just like. <laughs> He's like so serious. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. See, I took it differently. That's a good way to see it. But the way I saw it was that shows 
you how truly badass that she is because totally. there's no aiming to please mode on this chick or nothing like oh well, I'm sorry yeah well, well, when, when are you supposed to get, okay uh, uh, I'll get them done you know like uh, Kenny I gotta go like she wasn't she is not like that she's like badass right off the bat just whoever she is was was there when she had to interact with this guy no matter how he was even though she's new she didn't have that like new guy she, she literally does like a new guy slash like prison te- technique where if somebody even starts to give you shit right who's the bitch now <laughs> yeah you just straight <laughs> shut them down immediately and then nobody's gonna mess with you right. anymore yep she does it. i straight up hate it when people try to talk to me if i'm on the phone though Oh, and like, God, I've right. got this one chick that I work with and I'll be on the phone with a client and I swear to God, she comes in and she just starts running. And I guess she assumes that because my mouth isn't moving at that right. particular moment, then I must not be doing anything important. But yeah, that's the moment when I'm actually doing the most important thing, which is listening. Right. You know, so <laughs> yeah. not talk to me while I'm right. trying to listen to a client because then I have to make them repeat themselves and right. I look like an idiot. Get out of my, get out of, get out of here. Like I just... <laughs> why do people do that like (laughs) it happens to me all the time at my job too where like people come down to the desk and i'll be on the phone with somebody and they'll be like hey and i'll be like uh and i'll put the person on hold and it's just a mess it gets messy sometimes yeah well you know speaking of kenny earlier like you just said it how funny is it that this guy has like one tattoo (laughs) it's like the rolling stones thing on his shoulder (laughs) because <laughs> yeah. like with a guy like him you expect either like a lot of them or none yet or whatever but he has this one strange tattoo <laughs> on his arm and it, it popped up i guess around this time so right <laughs> turns out the x-files dude is really close with caroline or i don't know if they're dating or whatever the receptionist chick uh they're just close for some reason um swellen learns about petty cash and i love that whole thing where she slams it down and that echo of the the box slant, uh, closing, then she just stares, then she just opens it again and goes right for it. And, and that reminds me, yeah, and, and when that plays, uh, Alex, um, I also want to talk about really quick the soundtrack to this movie, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I absolutely love it. The music that they play is is so perfect from from beginning to end, from like literally opening credits to end credits. I think every music selection is so on. How about the score too? Like that, dun, 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 like that yep. w- weird high high note thing that mm-hmm. they play a lot when she's like doing the office stuff. Right. Yeah. They do that a lot in the 80s, 90s. Yeah. Yep. It really fits this movie and gives it a tone that it needed. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. great. So real quick, uh, I know we talked about the QED report. So Petty <laughs> Cash, uh, basically that's an accessible store of money kept by an organization for expenditures for small items and things like that. So mm-hmm. We have it. Yeah, there really is a Petty Cash, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have it in my job. It's not like that, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, when she opened that up and there were just, like, 50s in there, I'm like, oh, my God, that cash isn't all that petty, is it? Because I've never worked $3, $3,000 petty. I've never worked with petty cash that was that, you know. Yeah, they roughly have over $5,000 in there for today's money. Like, $5,000 petty cash? Like, why would it ever – why would you – I, I guess they're I, just think about it, like this. She, she was supposed to book that hall and stuff. So I guess you could actually use that amount. 
I know like a lot of businesses, sometimes they'll uh, get lunch catered sometimes, stuff like that, you know, so stuff could come up. Yeah, know? but I mean, that's, you know, it's still excessive. Dollars. I, I agree. I agree. No, I <laughs> she agree. also mentioned, you know, that, that she's allowed to cash personal checks for employees because everyone yeah. can't always get to the bank. Yeah, that was weird. They're like, I want to do that. I expected <laughs> that to somehow come back and bite her. <laughs> But that never comes up again. Yeah. So I thought, well, that was an odd thing to say that is if it never means anything. But well, uh, so that now their date happens, but we already talked about that. So then we get on to the legendary scene of the doing the dishes, man. <laughs> I love that. Now he's using a BB gun, but you hear like shotgun sounds. And, <laughs> and the way the plates break is as if a shotgun shot. Yeah, it. there's no way a BB gun's doing that. <laughs> so that's kind of weird. I gotta go. And I don't want your friends hanging around my house. Right. And mow the lawn today and don't forget to do the dishes, okay? Bye. And if you just kill, uh, if you just like, you know, dropped a dead lady off, I don't know if I'd be on the roof shooting a gun. It's kind of. Draw unnecessary attention to yourself. I guess it, I guess it depends where you le- live. True. Yeah, you like to hear that, nobody would notice. <laughs> oh, Dan, you mean you mean like driving around in her car afterwards? Yeah, that's probably a real <laughs> right. bad idea. I think those drag queens stealing the car was the best thing that could have happened. To yeah. Them. You right? know what? You're right. Drag queens are going down for murder. They are. <laughs> because eventually someone's going to be looking for the owner. Then they're going to have pictures of her somewhere. Then they're going to put it together. These Those those mortuary guys would have had to go to the police. Like, it's very ridiculous that they just took her in and buried her, you know? like yeah. And kept the money. Right. And, I mean, because they didn't even, they could have used the money to pay for the burial. Who is their boss? I, I well, guess that's know, their they, motive for not letting anybody know. What oh, mortuary okay. has guys who they 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 do everything where they <laughs> including carving the tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the, don't you think the tombstone guy they brought it to or, or asked for that to be done they would have said, uh, guys, you have to know who you're. What do you mean, nice old lady? Did you go to the police? Did you get her fingerprint? Like I don't understand. Hey guys, some people just have a strange idea of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Do they think I'm a fart head? (laughs) So uh, Gus takes Swell to lunch. Um, Now, this is like the creepiest stuff ever. So she, you know, to him is 25 to 27 years old. And he's talking about. Do people always tell you how young you look? No, not usually. I'd ask how old you are, but uh, most women don't really like that. No, we don't. Baffles me. When a woman gets older, she... Matures, she ripens, uh, juices start flowing. <laughs> What's to hide? The juices oh, start the juices flowing. Start oh, flowing. that that was the line right there. Oh, oh that's so disgusting. So creepy. Oh my god. It was just disgusting. Then he says What's the special occasion? It's our first lunch together. Oh. This will give us a chance to break down some of those corporate barriers. Right. And by the end of lunch, we'll probably be sharing our intimate histories, stories of our first time. Next thing you know, we'll be sharing a cigarette in post-coital bliss. 
Are you talking about us having sex? Hey, hold on, slow down. You're moving too fast for me. <laughs> well, if that's an area of interest to you, it can be arranged. And if it doesn't, uh, I was kidding. Rosemary chicken's delicious here. Very tender. And, and he talks fast, and it's right. just like he sneaks these, and you're like, what, like, what, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, if you don't uh, like it, he's just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like that typical dude who can like just reverse anything he says. <laughs> I'm just kidding, kidding. Oh, and it's man. like, you're saying this stuff though to her and it's like how do you do you, and it's almost as if he thinks like he has game like that like this is just how it goes like does it well doesn't it make you feel like rose is like really really either dumb or just right. like what do you see in this dude because clearly this stuff probably worked on him, her you know mm-hmm. i just yeah it kind of breaks my heart because i don't feel like rose should be that desperate i think she's pretty yeah, and right. yeah. and she's successful she's, she's successful. smart yeah but she's also 46 though she's strong and single <laughs> hey no no single you're married i'm not single but you know imagine 40 you're almost 50 years old and you're single yeah, you have to pretty much just take a normal guy if you could. Uh, no, 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 no. There are plenty of people in my age bracket that would gladly hang out with this chick because she probably makes some pretty good money. <laughs> oh, well, that's not depressing at all. Yeah. <laughs> is that a good thing? Good mama. See, I'm uh, just saying. A 35-year-old no, is going to date me because um, <laughs> I'm a MILF of sorts? I guess, though, the, the thing guilt. is a lot of times, particularly – around this time when women were still trying to make it in, you know, in high positions like this, uh, this was still kind of roughly early on. Oh yeah. Shortly after like the baby boom, she probably worked a lot of hours. She probably never, never like did have, had no social life where Mm -hmm. she could actually have the opportunity to go out and meet people. So meeting someone at work is about as good as it's going to get. Right, and Gus makes money. He could take her to yeah. So I think that I think that that's probably how she ended up with him, just because he was convenient. Yeah, and that or you know that's how it started was because he was convenient. She knew him from work, and then I don't know how she could spend any time with this guy though. I think I could totally see her laughing at those lines though. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see her taking him seriously at all, and then I don't see her expecting him to be loyal. You know, well, they talk about that. they'd say yeah, they, they're not exclusive. And he was actually telling the truth when he told Suellen that at lunch. So, yeah, yeah, you know, like she said, it's just him not willing to commit. So they're still having sex and doing whatever. But he's just he's still dating other people. And it's it, that's fine to her. So I, how, though, he's such a creep. How is he dating? <laughs> well, he's right? trying to date other people, probably, you know, there's it always seems like there's one of the party, you know, does it like. It, it doesn't work for it. like oh, deep yeah. down you know what i mean well yeah because th- there's always one person catching feelings you know yep exactly more <laughs> feelings yeah so uh cucumber thing comes up we talked about that they so she goes on a date with this dude uh the bozo with the clown place uh, and they're at toys r us i guess and they're like bouncing on these balls that was i remember that in the commercial that was like a big part i thought that was like a nice contrast you know on one side, she's like growing up super fast, you know, like at a fast mm-hmm. rate doing this jo- this corporate job and this this big thing. And then this kid is like a kid still. So it's like, you know, like he's acting like a kid, it, it, like 
literally as kid as you can get. You know, you're never too old to bounce type thing. And it's interesting that she's, you know, living that sort of life and a double life, you know, and, and that kind of, uh, you know, oh, yeah. highlights. It's definitely different. I don't think like Cobra would do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate those pants that she's wearing in that scene, man. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to actually say that, but yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> were those the, were those the, the, like the high waisted pants with the wide belt? Yeah. Yes. Yep. I think yep. they were green. I had those pants. <laughs> I feel like everybody probably did back then. Yeah. I had those pants. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, now conflict begins between Swellen and Brian right away because, she won't tell Brian where she works. Now, uh, he was a tad annoying um, with this, but I I guess, I don't know. I think she should have lied. I think he was just like, I really hope she's not a stripper. You know, like, I think that's what was going on <laughs> in the back of his head. He's like, I need to find this out. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, now I, she I, got all this money right like now. A, what's going on? I, she was struggling like a, a second. You know, is she a yeah. call girl? Like, what's going on here? I think that's kind of what he was getting at a little bit. I don't know if it was intentional or I just read it that way. Well, he he made it seem like he wanted to know because he wanted to know if she's seeing someone else. Because she won't tell him, so he figures... Booker is see someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of... Regularly. kind of the definition of their job. (laughs) They see lots of someone else's. Yeah, I I see other people. You know, it's funny, when he's doing this scene too, you can see a moth fly past his face. If you if you watch that again, I just noticed that the grass was still didn't need mud. <laughs> yeah, Dan was like, I would love to do landscaping on that house. I'd be done in twelve minutes. <laughs> Get paid for this estimated time twelve to fourteen minutes. <laughs> uh, so he goes, I'm out of here, and he's basically dumping her because she won't tell him where she works, and she doesn't want to meet his sister, and all this other stuff. I don't know why she wouldn't just make something up. You know, just make something up. It doesn't yeah, like have to be... I, I'm I'm working as a janitor in this office building. You know? <laughs> well, I'm a receptionist in this office down yeah. whatever floor. Just name a different company that's in that building. But yeah. and you know what? Just say like my boss is really weird about people coming in to the. I don't know. Lie. It does. Yeah, because he's like, you know, just let me pick you up at work. Well, you know, I'm just. I, I literally no, do that all the time. I see shady dudes that I used to know in my past who are like gone you know what i mean and they're like where are you working at and i'll be like oh at this hotel in Uniontown." Right. <laughs> yeah like, i don't tell town them. over right <laughs> you know yeah yeah I, I i totally do that all the time if i don't want somebody knowing where i work oh right yeah yeah you know I, i'm not gonna just be like no <laughs> not telling you uh, i just make some up kenny gets obsessed with this julia cooking show and <laughs> with these waffles <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty funny like his little side uh side story here i guess and he's the best man he is the man yeah he's like the best character in this movie i yeah. he is seriously one of my favorite characters in this movie i love him so much yeah, absolutely he's great it's funny because this scene now the kids all steal money from sue ellen and later on she says you would never steal from mom meanwhile in the opening scene he did that's what we saw them do what what yeah i was that a mess up in the script or was mm. that like intentional? What I don't know what they'd be saying there. You I know. don't know. I don't know why that line had to be and why do both things. I don't get it. Right. 
the scene of her sitting in rush hour traffic in a Volvo, uh, looking at the kids her age going to the beach, that always like resonated with me so much. <laughs> Was it on Labor Day weekend? <laughs> yeah, it, it never moved. <laughs> no, like what they were trying to convey in that scene, right. like the look yeah, on her no, face. Yeah. No, that's the worst, man. That's you me ever every day of my life <laughs> yeah, that I have yeah. to go to work and I see people doing other things, you know. It's like, God, I would love to be doing other things. Other things are the best things. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anything other than my life would be great right now. It would be a best thing? <laughs> yeah. Is Gus a retard, seriously? Like, <laughs> he he orders flowers, sends them to Sewellen's desk. Dude, I hate him so much, I swear. I swear. With a note on it. Is Gus a retard? I just want to, I just roll my eyes at everything he does. I'm just, oh, dude, like, you need someone, like, do you not have a friend, like, a right. good, solid friend to sit you down and be like, dude, dude what are you stop. doing? What are you thinking? Yeah, like, you got to cut this out, man. How stupid is this guy? Like, okay, let's just say you do have an open relationship. You, you think Rose would be okay with choosing to date her new assistant who is 20 years older than younger than her dumbest thing ever right i just don't even get what's happening here especially when you're gonna show like like it's not like a hookup it's like affection like right. i'm sending roses right yeah right. roses i her name's not even rose right <laughs> if you have an open relationship you don't do it in front of the person you date people that they don't know i don't know it is just the str <clears throat> strangest thing uh jamie have you ever had a 48 hour orgasm <laughs> i was trying to think about that when i was watching the movie and she said that and i'm like god if i ever no 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 i haven't wait if you have to think this. about it does that imply that you've had something even close to that 27 hours or <laughs> Now, uh, Walter orders a home entertainment system, and all the stuff on these shelves of this thing is crap. Like, you only need... <laughs> yeah. you, it's crap. You only need, like, four of those... Whatever those devices are, you couldn't need 12 of them. <laughs> like, what, what could you do in front of that TV, do you think, besides play music... Um, they really and for got him to have spent as much kid. money as yeah they did because for him to have spent as much money as he did that's a tiny TV right you know right. I mean, we, we did have bigger TVs back then I mean it was an option that was my first <laughs> thing like I'm not like big into like tech stuff or whatever but I'm like for the 90s I'm like that's top of the line I'm like that looks like shit it does and and don't you think after setting this whole thing up they would at least turn it on and see if it works before they left <laughs> right like isn't that the first thing you do turn it on make sure all the channels are coming in and and then and it's funny cuz it's total kid logic how he goes to do this with on the roof because an adult would just going back and check the connections to the TV. I, you wouldn't go up on the roof and twist your antenna around. <laughs> like, what a, what a kid thing to do. It's yeah. so funny. So, uh, Walt goes rolling off the roof because Kenny told him to ask Bob Barker to help you. <laughs> and he's getting high with his friends. When they And it, what's weird about it, too, later on, when they get back from the hospital, the TV's working fine. 
They're all watching TV. <laughs> yeah, it's because he fixed I never it real quick. That. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he must have. He probably so, just didn't have the TV on three or something. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. But, but if nobody's down there, to, is the picture coming in? You know what I mean? Like, right. how would he just, right. like, keep running back up and forth? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's weird. Uh, but it was great in the hospital. It was like, well, I'm really sorry, man. I'll get you some ice cream on the way home. <laughs> and she's like, it doesn't make up for this, Caddy. <laughs> well, I also want to say too that um, that was uh, the turning point for Kenny. It, when, it, it was genuine, yep. like worry, which yep. was cool. Yeah, it was yep. very cute. Yeah, yeah. I even and, and then he, before that, like before that even happens, when he and his friends are sitting around, and his friends are like, you know, in the next batch of waffles, man, you should make it like more mocha Swiss, Swiss mocha amaretto, <laughs> and he's like. And so, you know, you can see right there that he's he's becoming domesticated and like that is becoming right. part of who he is. And then in the like immediately then think the whole thing happens with his brother and you just see this change in him. Right. And and that's when I just I love Kenny. Like yep. I fall in love with Kenny because he yep. is so he's great. Sweet. I love him. He's one of the biggest draws of the movie. Really? You know, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, oddly, we can't... There's not much to explore with him. I mean, we're trying here, but it's weird because he's not that type of character to really, like, like a Gus to try to figure out what he's thinking. We kind of know what Kenny's thinking. <laughs> so it's, like, <laughs> yeah. not that kind of discussion with him. But nonetheless, I love Kenny, and he's a, a major part of this movie that I love. We know what Gus is thinking, too. He's thinking about flowing juices. Yeah. Oh. And ripen. Like, what a gross oh. way to describe women ripening. Yeah, he's an off like man. <laughs> I, I just let's, can we stop talking about Gus? <laughs> and his name's like Gus. That just sounds Gus, like... right? That's what I'm saying. It's the worst name ever. You look like a damn Gus. <laughs> I mean, no, that's a a Gus is like a fat security guard or a you know. Right. <laughs> I'm picturing the guy. I'm picturing the guy from Halloween too. Oh, you know yeah, yeah. or. Where'd this come from? Japan. State of the art. Well, yeah, it's really nice, but uh, where'd you get the money for something so state of the art? Well, it was petty cash money. You were spending petty cash money. Zach, I bought a pair of boots and a magazine. You bought a home entertainment center? It's Walter's idea. Well, it's going back. We can't take it back. We got it on sale. It wasn't your money. It was my money. Oh, well, now it wasn't really your money either. You embezzled it. <laughs> I did not embezzle it. I borrowed it. And I was going to put it back after my next paycheck, but we can't afford all this. How could you do this? You would never steal from Mom. That's because Mom never had that much. There's only $30 left. Well, you should see the Zsa Zsa diamond ring you bought for Cynthia. You bought her a diamond? How much was it, Zach? It was a chip. We'll get it back from her. Diamonds are forever. Hey, and I needed a new bike. And I got Walter the new home edition of Super Password. And Elvis' new chew toy. You have spent over $3,000? You're grounded. You are all grounded. How could you steal from me? Well, now, they didn't really steal. They borrowed. They were just following your irresponsible example. Oh, shut up, Kenny. I am a deep shit. Quit your job. Get out while you can. I'm an embezzler. They're going to throw me in prison. Nah, the judge will probably go easy on you, considering you're a minor. 
I'm not gonna give up. I'll just economize. I'll keep working. I'll work overtime if I have to. A few more paychecks, I'll be able to put it back, and no one's gonna know, right? I'm innocent. Well, uh, Swellen kind of reacts pretty well to the news that the kids in today's money spent uh, wasted over five thousand dollars of her petty cash on just crap. All the things they describe is all garbage. Didn't need any of it. Um, so. I would freak. There's no way I would have took that 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 calmly. Oh god, she's like, okay, I can still get out of this. Still get out. You just got in it. Like, aren't you? Shouldn't you be flipping out over that first? Before. Well, you... yes, she should because she just said that her paycheck was seven hundred and change. Uh-huh. Um, so it's going to take her quite a while to get out of that. Right, and that's in two weeks. So it's really three fifty a week. Yeah, like you literally can't. Right. Get out of it by the time your mom comes home. You can't. You can't get out of it. And well, she does mention overtime, but <laughs> but she's on salary. Exactly. So right. that's what I thought too. Is when she mentioned overtime, I'm like, where are you getting overtime? <laughs> right? You have a salaried position, so <laughs> no. GAW's history. We're all gonna be out of a job. What? The school board rejected it. You were right, Sue Ellen. The students got wind of it last night and held a huge protest. They burned uniforms in effigy. This was our last hope. Probably all going to be canned tomorrow. Uh, so they're they're going to be. They lost a huge contract with the school, I guess. Um, now, so is this nurse's uniform supposed to be a school uniform? I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> Who's wearing that? Yeah, what nurse do you know rocks that? <laughs> right. That's Nicole, not in a obviously. porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Or a music video. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was going to say, have we ever seen any of these professions wear any of the stuff that they – like, a, co- a chef is going to dress like that? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we looking at? Like, the only person – and Thank you, Katrina. Thank you, Katrina. Yeah, thank you, Katrina. You can, you can leave now. The look that she gets. Oh, that look. Oh, the, you, you sent us the picture of her, the look on her face. That's the greatest look that was. ever. Yeah, that was so amazing. Uh, so she wants to to make mix and match clothing to make it look good. Now, we've seen her do this already when she was trying to figure out how to make any of her mom's clothes look good. So I guess that was a little hint that she's capable of doing this. to know anything about this because they've never approved funding. So you'll need to rent a banquet hall. You do have enough in petty cash, right? Well, um... Rose, I have to tell you something. Go ahead, honey. You know, banquet halls are so impersonal. My house is fabulous. We can have it there. It'll be absolutely perfect. Look, we are a family of felons. Our summer freedom is going to be a winter prison if I don't get some help. Now, I want this place spick and span by Saturday night or I'm turning us all in. Are you with me? Hmm? Guys, what do you say? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Come on, yeah. what do you say? Yeah. All right, yeah. right we're with you. Rock and roll! Yeah. 
so we get a nice montage of them fixing up that house. Um, now, it's funny, like, Melissa playing softball in this movie because we just, our last episode we did on Married with Children was the big softball episode with Al Bundy. Uh, yeah. Doing the Babe yep. Ruth thing. So that's kind of weird. Yeah. The timing. We're just staying with softball. Right. Uh, so they still found time to bring her to softball uh, amongst all of this. Kenny goes on this big not being appreciated rant, which is amazing. Hi. Where are the kids? Zach's and Cynthia's, Melissa's upstairs, and Walter's asleep. What's wrong with you? Nothing is wrong with me. Did you burn something? Yeah, well, maybe if you'd called and told me you were going to be like three and a half hours late, I could have planned my dinner better. I had to work late, okay? You still should have called. I sat and I waited. I went ahead and I fed the kids. I worked all day in that casserole. Sorry. You haven't even said how nice the house looks. You're off at the office all day doing interesting office things. I'm stuck here cooking and cleaning and mowing, helping Melissa with her fastball, being a role model for Zach, spending quality time with Walter, doing your party shit. You've got the car and you don't even take me anywhere anymore. And when was the last time we went out to dinner together, huh? You know what? I'm sick and tired of not being appreciated. I appreciate you. Eat shit. Well, I just love how quickly it happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and I've noticed that with people, like, they'll start, like, you know, either a new job or they will do something. And, yeah, they get, like, all pissy. And it's like they, they just started doing it. Like, that that's what struck me the most was, like. Yeah. Well, also, you got to keep in mind, though, like, how, like, th- this whole movie spread out into, like, seven weeks. Right. So, like, I don't oh, like, right. I assume he was probably doing it for a couple, you know, maybe a week by that point or whatever. It's still not long, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. <laughs> you have a car. You don't even take me anywhere anymore. That's the best. <laughs> that yeah. was the best part. Well, when's the last time we went out to dinner together? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when do they go to dinner? What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> like the pizza, the Chuck E. Cheese place, man. Oh, right. Yeah, I guess that is. <laughs> you don't even take me anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> you don't even take me anywhere. That's <laughs> so great. Oh, I love it. So then she does another Mare with Children nod and says that she misses Oprah every day. I don't believe this. I get to get up at 5.30 every morning so I can beat rush hour traffic and go sit behind a desk for eight hours and miss Oprah Winfrey every day on my summer vacation. One weird non-married children nod is that when she says, I have to drive around in a Volvo and no air conditioning and blah, blah, Like, you think she, they would have said a Dodge. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, maybe, yeah. right? Like, if you're going to do the any married children nods, Oprah was a good one. But why not Dodge? If you're going to, like, talk about, like, d- degrade a car or whatever, you would think they'd go for the obvious one, right? Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, Christina Applegate would be like, hey, why don't you make it a Dodge instead? And then I get to drive home in gridlock in a Volvo with no air conditioning just so I can take care of you guys and put food on the damn table. It's a rat race and it sucks, Kenny. So what do you want, a medal? Oh, come on. You don't have to do all this. I mean, I never asked you to whisk the couch. Well, it needed it. Well, uh, so this, I never liked this 
whole thing right now. Like, it's not a major issue for me, but Swellen comes in, and before she fights with Kenny, she puts her purse on the table, and on the, this is on the island thing, and they start arguing. Then later on, you see a scene, it cuts right to a scene of these two jerk-offs go in Suellen's office to look for the petty cash because the guy overheard her talking about how it's all gone. Uh, that's bad editing, bro. And for some reason, her purse is on the on her desk at work. Even if you say maybe it was a different night, that doesn't mm. matter. It still doesn't it's matter. It's bad editing. It's just... Oh, wow. It's I bad. I didn't notice that. Yeah, like, why would she leave her purse and wallet at work on her... Wouldn't her keys be in there? Like, it's impossible. Huh. Yeah, unless wow. you, you write in the character comes home, shoot, I left my purse at work or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but right. for it to just randomly be there, that's just a no go. That's not. Wow. You don't do that. Yeah, that's bizarre. I would. Ha- I would probably drive back to work because I probably needed like gas in the morning or something. <laughs> or, or maybe like Rose asks well, and if she could borrow something, and she goes in her purse, and you see her. Her, her ID drop out while she's walking over to Rose's section and then, and then that they guy, step on it or something and they see it right yeah that would make sense just what I don't know what that was mm, yeah or have them do have that scene take place during the day and see her walk away from her desk to go to a meeting or something yeah yeah there's so many better ways to do this yeah because even like the sneaking in after hours thing seems stupid to begin with like yeah that's hokey yeah it reminded me of, like, Casper, the friendly ghost or something. Uh, <laughs> I don't know yes. if you've ever seen that movie, but the yep. two bad people. <laughs> yeah. That's them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, it's now uh, – so they figure out she's 17 years old. Yeah. You know what? The, this was – when I was a kid, I always would shut the movie off at this point, like the the party. Really? It was just so uninteresting to me when I was younger. I mean, yeah, I, I watched so a bunch funny. of times since then, but, like, yeah, I would always – I just remember – always shutting it off at this point well it's the night of the buyer's shindig kenny cut his hair which is horrible to me (laughs) i mean i'm glad he's cleaning his life up but he had a nice cool haircut it shows commitment man yeah i think he looks nice yeah i do too and 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 uh Sue Ellen's friend thinks he looks nice too. Yeah, Nicole. Yeah, see, see how she'd make that like mm, that whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of attractive to me. I love how he's so soft spoken too now because he's uh, his whole demeanor changes because when he's talking to his friend, he's just like he's like I have a date with <laughs> Sue Ellen's friend. Yeah, I mean it's just he's his he's so gentle. Yeah, Nicole, the nurse. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm totally gonna bang her. <laughs> no, I didn't say she that. She saw this face she gave me. Oh god, that face! I wish a girl would look at me like that. Man. I know that's it's that well, was good acting right there, man. Well, that and and that was obviously the overall like growing up, maturing. Like, okay, now he could actually you know get a girl type of thing. But like, what I like about this movie, even from the beginning, um, maybe meh, maybe like fifteen twenty minutes in on. But you know how a lot of movies, like, okay, they'll set it up to where they'll do all the character development first, and then they'll present the big problem, and then obviously the third act is solving that problem, right? Mm-hmm. While, while this movie does, it, does that, it also 
does this thing where it constantly goes back and forth where they'll present the problem, but then they'll fix it and they'll present the problem and then they'll fix it. So it, it's, it's kind of lighthearted in that sense where it's not like some big dreary thing happens and the whole thing collapses. Like you, like it could have been that when, you know, she was like exposed to Rose even earlier in the movie with the, with the reports or whatever, but like, it's just these small little things that, and, and, you know that they're mature enough to where they'll they'll combat that and it just kind of goes back and forth throughout the whole movie with different characters like i said with the boss with the boyfriend with them you know with uh with the kid falling off the roof and stuff like that they're right. just they're constant situations where they're showing maturity building towards the end obviously but like i i, I like how it wasn't just like they're completely you know uh, assholes the whole movie something happens and then oh they get it together and and then the then they're yeah. changed for the last 15 minutes and right. whatever like mm-hmm. it's just small little things throughout the movie yeah no i i love that it's and yeah. this is like a hundred percent happy ending too like oh. and you want it to be like yeah. you want it to see everybody grow and change you know i like that yeah yep. I, and i found it interesting that like the whole purpose basically of this character carolyn and the x-files guy throughout the movie they want to they want to pull the rug from under swelling swelling where have you been where's the qed report rose i i tried ah yes the qed report i have that for you rose what are you doing with it swelling what is carolyn doing with it kathy henderson brought it by Seems she's been covering for Sue Ellen, doing her work for her. You let Kathy do the QED report? Uh huh. I was wondering how you were going to get that and the research for the school presentation done. Bravo, you really know how to delegate responsibility. Carolyn, you want to be executive material? Keep an eye on Sue Ellen. You, you are a paragon. She finds she looks at the resume. She feels like it's fake. She finds a driver's license, and it's like their whole arc really means nothing because by the end, when Swellen's mom comes home and then she blows the lid off, then she confesses everything. It's like everything she confessed would have been done anyway, whether or not those two did anything. So yeah, no, it's kind of (laughs) like they're hundred percent just villain characters, and honestly, like. People like that, if they would just focus on themselves, maybe so would much get happier much further in life. Oh, that yeah. because yeah. they're the type of people that just focus on other people and make it their goal right. to either you know get one over on them or just obsessing over someone else. Like, mm-hmm. just get better at customer service and mm-hmm. and you'll probably move up. Yeah, right? well, just be a, a nicer person to deal with, and you could have had that position. Yeah, you well, know, as Rose would have like, wanted you. Like right. literally, that's that's one of the main like lessons you learn in work right. environment is nobody wants to work with the person that's annoying, rude, just, you know, that like it makes total sense why Rose would just pick some random person. Cause she doesn't want to work with this girl. Like <laughs> everybody knows people that they don't want to work with. And that's her. Yep. Yeah. And it's great. Like the whole culmination of it all. When she hands her the, uh, excuse me, Rose. What is it? Carolyn? Something. Since this is the biggest night in GAW history, I thought you might like to know that this all rests in the hands of a child. A child you hired. 
this is by far and away the most petty, spiteful, vindictive machination you have ever concocted. Grow up, Carolyn. God, just imagine. Grow up. <laughs> you think you're doing this amazing slam dunk, game winning shot, whatever, and she just totally dismisses it like, dude. Get out of my face. Like, it's all for nothing. And that also meant that she's not going to get... Because she wanted to make her lose the job so she can get in, too. You know what's oh. crazy? This is like, you know, assuming everything keeps going the way it is. Like, Sue Ellen's going to have this lady as a sister-in-law for, like, ever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it ain't the end of her. Yeah, that's weird, right? <laughs> she's going to uh, be the one that's depressing. constantly in Brian's... Is that his name, Brian? Yeah, yeah Brian. Yeah. Brian's ear telling him like how how like her like lasagna isn't done right and stuff <laughs> you know yeah but that that brings us to the like okay are we at the brian part when he comes rolling up with his truck no we're at gus offering a sweaty fling with swelling again oh swelling i was looking for you great house <laughs> oh, you look lovely thank you no, I know you said you're not interested. That's right, no, I'm not. I understand why, and I want you to know I'm not taking this lightly. Gus, it's just that I don't think that it's... No, I know, I know. My timing is off, and I, I know you're, you're just getting over a divorce. And... Gus, you can't imagine how off your timing is. Forget it. Or we could just have a wild, sweaty fling. What do you think? <laughs> Gus, you know, I think the scenario here is that you're a sleazeball. Hey, <laughs> I was kidding. I surrender. He's like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, we had that like, whole, like, <laughs> that's a quagmire, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that whole snap and clap hand thing. That's great. <laughs> Rufy Colada for the lady. Like, who wants to think about him sweating, <laughs> rolling around in bed sheets with you? Oh. I don't want to think about him at all. Right. So Swellen <laughs> shoots him in the pants with uh, Windex, I guess. That was a pretty sick squirt gun, by the way. Yeah. I used to have one like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he is really brain dead because this is what you call quit while you're ahead. Like, you sent those flowers... Like, dude, you're actually getting rapey at this point. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, totally. Like, there's a difference between, you know, giving it a the old college try and then maybe <laughs> a little bit after that. But, you know, like. Then the, dipping into sexual down, harassment. If you're shut down <laughs> twice, it right. is game over, homie. You know, totally. this isn't like 50 first dates and stuff. It's not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's going to forget. <laughs> You know what I think is funny is his attitude is because he's flat out very open about sex, uh, yeah, about yeah. that. That's what he's talking about. And then his attitude is, well, if you don't like it, then I'm just kidding, you know, because right. still back then, if you were just kidding, it'd be, you know, it'd well, be just whatever, kidding. I was just... you know, but now can you imagine now? <laughs> oh, my God. He would never survive in that atmosphere. He'd, no, he'd either get fired or have to spend the rest yeah. of his life in sensitivity training. Well, I did touch your boob, but you got to understand that I was just kidding. It was a joke. It was a joke. Come on. I just assumed that Gus was drinking booze, too. That's why it's even more ramped up here. Yeah, maybe he's, he's at the drunk. party. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he 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 just doesn't stop. Even after she went to the office and was like, Gus, why are you doing this to Rose? He's like, what? Doing what? You know, he still keeps on. So shoots him in the crotch. Rose comes in. She's like, what's going on here? 
What is this? Uh, just a little accident. Uh, Rose, Gus, uh, Gus has sort of a little crush on me. He's been coming on to you? Rose, come on. You know how I feel about you. You're the one I want to listen to beautiful music with. You. He sent those roses to me. Well, that's not true. Rose, believe me. Okay. We're all adults here, and we have a presentation to get through. Gus, the buyer from Saks is looking for you. Sue Ellen, it's showtime. She, Rose handles it pretty maturely. Oh, yeah. Like, I think she is like, I'm better than this. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It's beneath me to get into, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not doing this. By the way, that that's a, a, such a terrible spot to be in for Sue Ellen. Like, I don't know if that's ever happened to you, where uh, somebody, like one of your friends, you know, significant other, like is coming on to you. Or like, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's definitely pretty awful because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you you don't want to like caught because you almost feel like they're gonna think you're lying or something if you see. Yeah, right. Like they're they're gonna get like animosity towards you or something. It's it's like weird. And, and thank God when she said he has a little crush on me, like Gus's reaction totally gave it away that yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you feel no remorse. Right? He is horrible at like lying. He's like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. Trust this? You don't even know this girl? Yeah, and then like when like Dan said earlier, when it's revealed she's 17 or whatever, and he's like, he he was 17. You think I really? You know? <laughs> yeah, you're you gonna trust me or some kid? Uh, some kid, go to yeah. hell, Gus. <laughs> she should have fired him oh god that would have been the icing on top right yeah. so the fashion show begins it's absolutely ridiculous as we said nobody would wear any of this i mean even in the 90s where stuff was like you know kind of weird sometimes right like the clothes weren't very good anyway like they were yes edgier and stuff and i guess cooler than some like catholic school outfits i guess but i don't know i I just don't see any of this. I've never. Just no. Even at the time. Even at the time. This was one of those things where. This is like a rapper's like. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, like music video. Clothes. <laughs> yeah. This is like ever... their stage presence clothes. Yeah. There is a place <laughs> for these clothes. Yeah. It's just nowhere near the, any anywhere besides like 1% of the population. It's like under the way. Do you ever watch things as a teenager or, you know, as well, anytime, but they're supposed to be like reflecting people your age. And I think this is particularly during like teenage years, but so you're watching a show and they're the same age as you and they're doing things and it's embarrassing to you. Like it's, (laughs) it's like, Oh my God. Like it's, it's kind of cringy. I remember when I watched this movie, these clothes were cringy to me. I was like, no, we would never do, don't do that. You know, And then the dancing, like Nicole's foot dance she does with that weird <laughs> shuffle of her feet in the yeah. nurse outfit. I was like, what are you doing? And then <laughs> Katrina with that weird, like, w- fake running dance or whatever that was. The running man? Uh, the running dance. Like, her, le- how she kept lifting her legs as if she was moving, but she wasn't going yeah. anywhere. That's the running man. It's oh, a- that's what it's called. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Katrina. Thank she, you, Katrina. Like, Jamie's like... The, you mean the running man? He's like, that dance that you do where you, like, run and you're a man. You mean the running man? I thought Jamie thought I said running man, so I said, no, running dance. <laughs> uh, that's funny. 
So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Brian now does the dumbest thing I've ever seen in the history of, of movies. He drives through this this property completely oblivious to the fact wow. that there are a hundred cars parked on the property. <laughs> there are lights strung out everywhere. There is music blasting. Plus he's driving through a yard. <laughs> right, At one yeah. point, I'm pretty sure he's in the yard. Well, he drove up on the beach. I guess this guy just figures I'll just drive everywhere. Well, so the, yeah, the, well, the he, he nicknamed that thing the tank, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. So, well, I'll come pick you up in the tank. <laughs> it's it's amazing, and you hear people talking on microphones. You hear you see these right. these these lights, all different colored lights. Fly. Like, wouldn't you just like glare or glance around? Like, what's happening here? No, not only does he not do that. He gets on a loudspeaker and starts to, like spilling his guts to swell and like now listen like what if she wasn't even home there's a million things you would ask about this number one if she was home would this ever be a good idea even if she wasn't no, throwing a party no that's like literally when you get like a, a restraining order like right. this is this is Gus Ton too you know what I mean like, why are you talking like what you don't want to hear her side of this thing so you're just gonna sit there on your megaphone and, and you say what you want to say and that's it like I don't understand this. Do you think she's going to be like taking a shower and then look out the window and listen to this? <laughs> like, I don't understand what he thinks is happening or what his idea is. Swell, it's me. It's Brian. Hey, listen, Swell, we got to talk about this. Forget about this other guy. We can work this out. It was really stupid what happened. I mean, I don't know if it's some kind of communication meltdown or what. Katrina, our chef, is really cooking in her scarf and... She's whipping up excitement in her booth. Thank you, Katrina. Thank you, Katrina. I really care about you, Swell. There's something about you, Swell. I don't even know what it is, but I feel better around you than anyone else. Swell, I really miss you. And our last model is Becky. Becky is our Boy Scout, and she's wearing a Boy Scout's uniform. Thank you, Becky. Thank you, Becky. Why would you do that? I think most people would um, probably, you know, hate this scene because this is the point where I think my film punditry in me, it started like that. Like even as a little kid, I knew something was wrong with the scene. Oh I'm God. like, even as a little kid, I'm like, who does that? And and the clown music playing while he's talking. Right. <laughs> Swell, listen. I'm really, I don't know. Things got a hand. That is not the way to get the girl. No. Asshole. Park your whatever that is. Park your asshole. Walk up to the door, ring the doorbell, and talk to your girl. What are you doing? I just don't get it. And it's obviously times a hundred. By the by, the fact that this guy's doing it during this party—it's so embarrassing. Yep. 
the well, apparently this is a common thing because the mom just walks in and in the middle of her right. presentation, she's just like, you're in big trouble, young lady. Like, late, like, you don't know what the hell is happening here. You have no idea what's going on. Like, even put yourself in the mom's position, right? Like, if you walked in and saw that, mm-hmm. like, no matter what, like, how mad you are that there's people here or whatever, like, wouldn't you just, like, wait till she was done talking just out of... You know, slight chance yeah. that this could be something important because it yeah. sure Common looks like courtesy. It. <laughs> and these are clearly adults. It's not like they're having right. some kind a of wager. Yeah. You right. know, these it, are adult people and this is some sort of formal event. I'm not going to just be an asshole about like, it. Like, of course, you're going to be very curious to what the hell is right. going on. But I mean, at the same time, it's not like you said a party like teenagers like all kenny's friends like cakes and stuff you know what i mean mom's home busted and that is our presentation for this evening thank you all for coming good night what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm right on top of that, Rose. No, please, I'm to finish the presentation. I know what you're going to say. It's not as bad as you think. Say that. Oh, shit. Come on, just, just do it. Swell, you're in big trouble, young lady. Her first reaction should be, oh, wow, the pool's up and running. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, the, and the dirt's hated. mode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the dirt was mowed. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And and even when she talks to her right after in the kitchen, like like you said, it's clearly not like a bender with kegs or whatever. So they're clearly having to get there. She should be she should be walking through the house, shaking her head, looking around like, like yeah, like, all right, hi. Just, like the countertop is so clean in oh there. Oh my like, god! Yeah, she she's like, well, it is a- orange. I remember having an orange countertop. Totally. Like yeah. she's she should be thinking like Mrs. Uh, what was the the babysitter's name? Oh, oh yeah, no, uh, uh, Sturak or something like that. Yeah, Sturak. Man, she really whipped you guys into shape. You know, like that's what I'd be thinking. And then all of a sudden, it would dawn on me, like, wow, I'm a very bad parent. Like, I, I suck at this. She's the worst. <laughs> the worst mother. No, they in literally history. ended up better without her. Literally, Shit. everybody did. Their lives got better without the, with the absence of the mother. <laughs> oh boy. Yep. Wasn't that so amazing when when Ro- she gets off the microphone because she sees this her mom and then Rose is like what are you doing and then she's like having she's like I'm right on top of that Rose <laughs> wasn't that <laughs> yeah. the best I love um, that they called yeah. that back so yeah the mom couldn't be cool just privately say what's happening here like you know this and that she actually does what she does like you said uh, so Swellen breaks down and tells everyone everything um. I can't handle this anymore. I applied for a receptionist job. We don't even know what an executive administrative assistant does. I, uh, I lied to everyone about everything, and uh, I'm sorry. I'm only 17. I have a curfew. I just finished high school. I can't even vote yet. This is supposed to be my summer vacation. I'm not supposed to be a career mom. I, uh, I can't be the hub of your communication network. I'm really not ready for any of this. I'm sorry. Rose, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yep. That was, yep. like, really sad. Like, I, that always got me choked up. 
to watch that scene. And it, and it, it's a shame because she's talking as if she's not like she's incompetent just because of her age. It's like, no, look at everything you've done. And you, yeah, you you literally single handedly saved the entire company because she said that everybody would be out of jobs mm-hmm. once once this all went to hell and swell and turned it all around. But she she let people believe that because of her age that she really shouldn't be here. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. she also makes a really <laughs> stupid decision later on when she's like, no, nah, I think I'm going to go to college. What the fuck for you go to college to get a good job. <laughs> right. Here is a good job. Right, and you're, you're great at it. And then you, I mean, you're walking into a 37.5 salary a year as a 17-year-old. Oh. And if you, you know, then you get the experience from there. And if you want to move on from somewhere, you know, to somewhere else, you can. Or, you know what, if you really do want to go to college, you can do that on the side. But I'm not giving up this job. No, right. you can't. That was, I was so sad. College is like one of the biggest scams going to think that she would voluntarily want to do that instead of, uh, I, I just don't get it. Especially like, this is your boss. They, they love you. And this is what they already know all the truths and you skipped mm. all this stuff and you don't have no student loans and you're making this much money. See, we know that now. Right. Stuff, but I feel like right. back then it was like, like the lesson was to go to college, you know totally. what I mean? Like they were well, teaching. Well, it was. And- it was like valuable. Well, you know who's going to bust their butt? The people at the car wash of uh, the two jerk-offs. <laughs> like, how, how did the dirtbag crew know to shaving cream and TP this guy's car and no one okay. else? Okay, they were sitting there you, when they You came didn't in. see them roll up? No, I did. But even then, they knew to treat them like garbage. They were like... Yes, right. Like, right away. And like, Metallica how do you know breath. that? Hey, yeah, park, your, park it yourself. Which, what, kind of, what kind of insult is that? What does that even yeah, mean? I don't really get what that means. Yeah. I don't I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. It's so stupid. No, but okay, so here's one of my um my favorite things in movies that I I, I don't think too many people talk about is when situations like this happen. When like the stoners meet the assholes. Like you get the side characters and they rub elbows. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's one of my favorite things ever. And I really noticed it in this because of like it, it was just so like it was so funny how like like you said like they 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 just knew they were assholes like I think they just sensed it in them um, but yeah you, you know but yeah I always thought that that was like a trope I guess you would call it that that not too many people talk about that I think is completely underrated and like and there are certain movies that just that really get it right minus the Metallica breath line I thought that they did it perfectly here. Well, I I do think that's funny because it's so dumb and bad, and it's just to me, it's just a pothead who, right. who all he thinks about is music or whatever, and he just <laughs> being an idiot. And that, like to me, that was really it, it's it's came off authentic, as stupid as it is, believe it or not. Yeah, like I mean, like think about all the like dumb combinations of words, like somebody accidentally says or something, <laughs> like what, like especially when high, it's like yeah, I mean, I, I can see that coming out. Get <laughs> yourself Metallica breath. <laughs> I might want to start using that. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, so it turns out the fashion show was a huge success despite the scene at the end. Rose, I am so sorry. Sue Ellen, the buyers didn't care anything about that scene. They're all just a bunch of old whores. <laughs> they loved your ideas. You see nothing but dollar signs. As a matter of fact, they complimented me on hiring a teenager to gain market perspective. So I've got seven meetings set up next week alone. 
They want the new GAW line. But what about everything else? I mean, I lied to you. A terrible person. Well, I suppose you'll grow out of that. That was a superior party. Superior eats. Yeah. Thanks for helping out. No problem. Hey, what do you say, beer bus tomorrow night, huh? I can't. I got a date with Swell's friend, Nicole. The nurse? Yeah. Hot. Hey, you know school starts next week? Lazy days. I don't know. I was thinking I might go to class more. Why? Well, time to finish up school. You know, I might take some home ec, graduate, maybe go to the culinary academy or some shit like that. That could be cool. Yeah. Time to do something. I love that scene. That's one of my favorite scenes in this movie because, like, it not only shows that he's you know, obviously progressed as a person, like, like he obviously got interested in the cooking stuff. And he's like, I think I'm going to actually start going more. But Suellen inspired him to do something with his life. Yeah. And the coolest thing is that he's willing to share that with somebody who he would probably be, you know, feel peer pressured to keep acting like that. And it really shows you separate yourself and, and, and take your own life by the horns and, and, you know, put your foot down like this is what I'm going to do. I don't really care if anybody judges me for it because you know how that is right. with the clicks, yeah. you know, and the, and the stuff like that. Uh, like a lot of people just don't want to go against the grain when right. that's their friends. That's what they're doing. It's yep. it's so easy to just skip school when all your friends like your, your, you know, your closest friends are doing it. They all act like that, you know, and yep. I really like that. And and it showed that he's capable of being a leader too because his other friend even was like, yeah, or something, you know, like he was like, well, that might be cool. cool. Yeah. (laughs) Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He was like a leader in a sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like regardless of what he ended up doing, whether it being a pothead or whatever, but no JP, you're right though. They say that, um, you know, basically, um, that's predicated upon like how, uh how your parents feel like like people are so worried about how either their parents feel or their friends and that's how they make their judgment in life which is really messed up if you think about it because if everybody's doing that then you got a whole bunch of uh, people just playing it safe worried about what other people think and and basing their life decisions on that which is crazy if you break it down but but yeah and that's what i got from that as well and and that's why i like this movie too yeah it was amazing. Every scene really resonated. Please reconsider. I'm offering you a wonderful opportunity. I know. And I appreciate a lot, really. But, I don't know, I think I'm going to try college. Design school or something, I don't know. I still have a lot to learn, you know. Oh, if you want to get into Vassar, I could pull some strings. <laughs> Maybe. Gosh, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you, too. Let's get together Monday night. We'll have dinner, okay? Okay. Bye, sweetie. 
it, it, they added one final touch. Like, you, they hug. You think, well, that was a great time and great people interacted and they really clicked. But it's all over now, so I guess that's the end. We'll never see Rose again. And they, thank God, put in Rose, you know, inviting her Monday night for dinner. Mm-hmm. How great is that? So, like, as we leave the movie, like JP said, if, if everything continues to exist, is if everything continues here, they will be friends. And she'll be a mentor. Right. Which right. is hugely important to get somebody, you know, who can mentor you, somebody that you respect and, and is older usually. You know, it's I doubt the mom's going to be that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, definitely not. Worst mom, and her her mom was probably just mad because she realized that Swellen's a better mother than she ever was. You know, <laughs> that's what she was all pissed about. Exactly, and that's why I'm glad that Swellen talks to her like a child. Says, just just go to your room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yep. nice. Complete touch. role reversal, man. Oh, yep. I love it. Perfect for her, man. She deserves that. <laughs> so um, then she talks to Brian, who at this point I am I. I can't stand this guy. After that last scene, I'm just like, okay. But, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he, he comes off sort of okay. He forgives her, uh, I guess. They kiss. Um, and so I guess his life turned out well. I don't know why or how he deserved that. <laughs> He's going on to be an oceanographer. Yeah, yeah, good. Good. <laughs> the very last line, great punch joke at the very end. The mom says, Swellen, even though she should be in her room by now, but she comes back downstairs and says, Swellen, where's the babysitter? And then the music kicks and her face, oh, you know, the wide-eyed look. Then as the credits roll, we see those two strange guys who just work <laughs> there bury this lady with no ex... It's very informal, but they just bury her and put a tombstone there that says old lady. <laughs> nice old lady inside nice old, died yep. of natural causes. And that's okay. And that's where they talk about how she had money on her and they got the money. Yep. What would you have said to the mom when she asked that question? I would have said that she just uh, she just left. I don't, she never she came back. She took the money and bounced. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I think that's the best thing to say, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, – when they released this movie on video, there was a contest where the participants would answer a number of questions about this movie, like trivia, uh, and rate the other uh, – rate like a few actors' performances. And the winner would uh, would win the babysitter's car that was stolen by the drag queen. Oh, really? Wow. The Buick? Yeah. Hmm. I can't see that old lady driving that car by the way, <laughs> too. Just can't. I <laughs> Are you kidding me? She's had it since it rolled off the showroom floor. <laughs> yep. No, ma'am. We'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. 
I guess we'll give it to our our guest of honor, who we're really glad we're able to do something with again. Uh, Hell yeah. You know, you did a great job, dude. Thank you for getting this whole podcast started. Um, amazing, you know. And then uh, we had the change up, and it's still going today, and it's great to have you come back once in a while whenever you can, you know. Maybe we'll have you pick an episode or something like that. Dude, I mean, I, I love recording um, with you, Alex, and and Dan, Dan and Jamie are a blast. I, I had a lot of fun on, on this episode, and th- this particular movie I wanted to do. I, I didn't know that I had a lot to say about it. I didn't even know. I, I rarely ever review something that's, you know, either not married with children or not horror, I guess. Right. So I, I didn't even know how I was going to tackle this, you know, so it's kind of new. But I thought we really broke it down good. Is it? Is it? It's a great movie. I, yeah. I actually appreciated it more watching it with a critical eye, which is not always the case, right? It's with nostalgic movies like this. Uh, but I actually appreciated it more. I, I really like this movie. It's probably one of my favorite movies, you know, ever. It, it, yeah. Oh yeah. It has a lot of replay value. Um, there, there's you know minor things that are off inconsistent with you know some some of the story maybe some of the editing and and things like that but it's kind of forgivable because the after all i mean it's a movie about some kids who like literally throw their babysitter's dead body away (laughs) so it's it's kind of hard to take it overly serious when that happens in like the first seven minutes um but it's a lot of fun it's a fun movie to talk about too there's so many funny things that happen in it that you just want to share i i i think that a lot I, i don't even I've brought this movie up to like people I've worked with and stuff. I swear, like nobody's ever seen this movie. Wow, uh, which is sad. you know a shame. But uh, yeah, I, I'm coming in at um, yeah at a five. Oh, how many uh, dead babysitters are we gonna stuff into a box? <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to stuff four and uh, one half babysitter. You're gruesome uh, <laughs> box. How are you gonna split her down the middle or is it side? <laughs> of course, down the middle. <laughs> oh, so like Friday three? Yeah, no, no, it was the side, Jamie. <laughs> oh, this again? No. It was the <laughs> okay, wow, four and a half. That's awesome. Yeah, great rating. Uh, Jamie, how about you? Uh, I'm gonna be right in line with that. This is a movie I always loved. I loved it at the time. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I was really surprised when I watched it yesterday for this that. Everything came right back. Mm-hmm. It was like I had seen it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it felt just as comfortable as it always had. This was a movie I've always enjoyed. And I think and Dan mentioned it earlier with the pacing. I think it's really good. Like I, I, never, I never get bored with it. I never get right. tired of it. I never, you know, I'm always in it. And, you know, it's fun and engaging with good characters that you enjoy and the villains are so villainy that they're over the top which you know i think is is it works for this and the you know you get actual arcs with the characters that you can follow and you know you then become endeared to them so yeah it's really well done nice how about you dan um, when you break down like what nostalgia is to people, I think that um, the way I would explain it is, you know, like I said, this movie encompasses it for sure. But like, you know, I've seen so many other movies now um, over the years, like, you know, looking at it, like JP said, through like a critical eye this time, it was different. 
But at the same time, uh, the nostalgia was still there. And I realized why I liked it even back then. It's because of all the themes and because of everything that they did with it. Like the jokes were good. Um, and everything was just there. Everything was intact. And like I said earlier, like you just said, Jamie, like the pacing is great. Um, the, the characters are awesome. Um, and I just think that it's always tough to rate how how nostalgia comes into play in terms of uh, you know rating movies and how it pertains to your particular review. But um, I would I, I would have normally rated this a five, but it's a four point five. Just just seeing it from a critical eye, there there are some problems, like you guys said. Um, but I think a lot of those problems can be can be looked past uh, as well. So so yeah, four point five. I absolutely love this movie. Um, I'll continue to watch it throughout the years. I'll like JP said, like you said that you you mentioned it to your coworkers or whatever. Like this would be a movie that not only would I tell people you know about, but I'd really recommend it to people regardless of uh, regardless of what type of movies that you like too you know um there's there's always a lot of people that are like oh like give me a really good comedy or give me like a really good feel-good movie or give me like you know whatever and i think this this kind of covers all those bases so yeah i would i would recommend this to a lot of people and one of my all-time favorites so 4.5 for sure Wow, nice. Yeah. I, you know what I love about this is there are two lines that I've taken from this movie and I've used repeatedly <laughs> yeah. in my lifetime. And the thing about it is no matter which one you throw out, right. people always know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I love that. You know, right. so like I'll randomly, somebody will say, hey, can I get this done? And I'll go, I'm right on top of that, Rose. <laughs> Or, you know, just randomly you'll say, the dishes are done, done, man. man. You know? Every time I ever do the dishes for the rest of my life, I am saying that. (laughs) If somebody's next to me doing the dishes and they finish, I'm saying that. I do it all the time. I did did it the other day when we because Brian cleans the litter boxes while I'm doing the dishes. Like, that's a, we'll do the thing. And then nobody can be in the room and I'm saying it. I walked in. When he did, I walked in when I was done, and I was like, "Dishes are done, man." <laughs> yes, yes. If I heard somebody say that, I would just, I would lose it. I'd be like, "You're the coolest." <laughs> right? I'm like you. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's no. You're right, though. That's how I kind of gauge people too. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. How many references do you get? <laughs> exactly. That's how Dan and I got to be so close in the beginning. Was right. yep. um, we reread each other really well as far as movie references go so many half-baked lines yeah. I, i'm gonna tell my staff that always tell me they're right on top of things now yeah. <laughs> just tell me no matter if i'm on the phone and i ask you for something you're gonna say i'm right on top of that jp yep exactly <laughs> i had the the luxury of one time i broke a plate and it shattered on the floor and i went the dishes are done man <laughs> <laughs> so it was actually closer to what he did I can't wait to break my next plate. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, I also give this a 4.5 out of 5. It is a remarkable movie for what it is. I mean, so many well-done character arcs. Everybody grows. Everybody, even like Melissa matures in this movie, you know? Like, they don't really leave much out. All, all the characters are so fleshed out. Uh, Zach being the least, obviously, but we know why. So it's really interesting that there's an actual reason that there was someone who fell short in the whole thing because they obviously wouldn't have uh, if he didn't have that problem. I'm going to post a picture of Skarsgård, too, right next to this kid. and Tell me I, it's not his doppelganger. I, I bet it was Gus. 
It was selling that kid drugs. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just such great characters. I love the whole setting. I love that house. I love the office of uh, of Suellen and Rose. Mm-hmm. I. I just all the side it. characters are good. The side characters, the potheads were good. <laughs> the uh, assholes were good uh, for what they were. You, you really do hate them, so yeah. uh, it works out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just like there's not a really no complaints except for like some things that we goofed on, you know. But other than that, I mean, it's just like it could all be ch- chalked up to well, they're kids, they didn't know any better, or you know, whatever. You, you could pretty much make excuses for most of it. Um, so it's just great. I've been watching this movie my whole life. And it really encapsulates uh, like my vibe in that time. And it's really cool because when shows or movies came out in like 90 and 91, they were really still coming off the 80s. And yeah. this movie feels so 90s to me. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't even approach the 80s to me. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. for that those costumes, I suppose. <laughs> Thank you, Katrina. Thank you, Katrina. <laughs> but that could be just chalked up to like fashion, um, uh, exaggerated fashion, because obviously nobody wears that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But everything everyone was actually wearing in the movie was very nineties and not eighties. So many shoulder pads. Oh yeah. What about that? What that black lady when she goes in to the the girl who was doing her QED reports, and that she opens the door, and that black lady is in that like pink dress and those shoulder pads. Right. Did you see those? I'm just a temp. They were like, yeah, I'm just a temp. And she's like, can I help you? She just closed the door on her. Like, she, I didn't know what she was wearing. My whole life that startled me every time I saw her. And our, and honestly, like, we didn't really, we talked about it a little bit, but our own Christina Applegate did such a fantastic oh, job. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yep. Yeah. I mean, she carried an entire movie. Like, like she's done this a thousand times, and it was her first And one. it was her first the, th- the thing that means more to me than anything is that it's it's my girl. It's Kelly Bundy, man. Right. Like, that's one of ours, you know? And she's in this movie, and wow, what a job. Um, mm-hmm. God, and she really made, like I said earlier, makes me forget she's Kelly Bundy sometimes. She's so good at being Sue Ellen and so in zone on her character that I, I just buy into it. And I'm like, no, right now, that's Sue Ellen. No, I, I agree. Yep. Yeah. So... Yeah, so glad she was in this movie. It's just the icing on the cake. Perfect, perfect choice. No one else could have been Suella. Perfect. It's an iconic movie. It's a shame that mo- more people don't know about it. It's a shame that I bought it for $3 in, in uh, Best Buy. And it's a shame that it's not on Blu-ray. <laughs> it's not on Blu-ray, huh? I, got, I found a, a snapper joint uh, for, at Goodwill last last year. And... Uh, it was like two bucks or something, but yeah, yeah. I was like, definitely buying this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So uh, hope hopefully we expose a little bit more. Um, it gets more recognition, but that was great. I hope you guys enjoyed it out there from the dungeon, sort of. <laughs> that was a review that we did in September of 2018 for the Married with Children podcast. Kelly Bundy's in this movie, so we. Did a special, and I haven't really done anything for the Skeleton Crew since the Alice Cooper Horror Hits special, and before that, Scream 6. So I just wanted to put some content out there that I thought Skeleton Crew fans might like, that we put a lot of work into. As you could tell, if you're at this point of the review, we put a ton of work into this. 
gave very diligent notes, um, went all out, and it's kind of horror-esque in a way, uh, sort of, at least the very beginning when the babysitter dies, and they have to just, like, dump her off, but, uh, yeah, great little moment in time, 2018, and it was cool, uh, having JP from 22 Shots of Moods and Horror on, uh, Jamie, as always, uh, myself, it was so fun to do that, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy this little 4th of July special, so guys, happy 4th, and uh, who knows, maybe uh, some more new content will be coming down the line pretty soon, we'll have to uh, see what we could do here, alright, happy 4th, guys. <laughs> 